Blog Talk Radio.
We got respect for your rappers and the way they're freewaying. But if you're going to be teaching folks things, be sure you know what you're saying. Older folks in our neighborhood got plenty of know-how. Remember, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be out there now. And I ain't coming at you with no disrespect. All I'm saying is that you damn well got to be correct. Because if you're going to be speaking for a whole generation and you know enough to try and handle their education, be sure you know the real deal about past situations and ain't just repeating what you heard on a local TV station. Sometimes they tell lies and put them in a toothless disguise. But the truth is, that's why we said it wouldn't be televised. They don't know what to say to our young folks, but they know that you do. And if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? The first sign is peace. Tell all them gun-toting young brothers that the man is glad to see us out there killing one another. We raised too much hell when they were shooting us down, so they started poisoning our minds and trying to jerk us all around. And then they tell us they got to come in and control our situation. They want half of us on dope and the other half in incarceration. If the ones they want dead ain't killed by what they instigated, they can put some dope on the brother's body and claim it was drug-related. Tell them drug-related means there don't need to be no investigation, or at least that's the way they're going to play it on the local TV station. All your 9 millimeter brothers, give them something to think about. Tell them you heard that this is the new word. They got to work that stuff out. But somehow they feel in the wrong way with a gun in their hands. They feel a real independent, but they just pull in contracts with a man. Five and five will tell you it's hopeless out there on the avenue, but if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? And if they look at you like you're insane and they start calling you scarecrow and say you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you've suddenly gone lame or that white folks have finally co-opted your game or worse yet, implying that you don't really know. That's the same thing they said about us a long time ago. Young rappers, one more suggestion before I get out of your way. But I appreciate the respect you give me and what you got to say. I'm saying protect your community and spread that respect around. Tell brothers and sisters they got to calm that bullshit down. Because we're terrorizing our old folks and we brought fear into our homes. And they ain't got to hang out with the senior citizens. Just tell them, damn it, leave the old folks alone. And we know who's ripping off the neighborhood. Tell them that BS has got to stop them. Tell them you're sorry they can't handle it out there, but they got to take the crime off the block. And if they look at you like they think you're insane, they'll start calling you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain. Or start telling folks that you've suddenly gone lame or that white folks have suddenly co-opted your game. Or worse yet, saying that you really don't know. That's the same thing they said about me a long time ago. And if they tell folks that you finally lost your nerve, that's the same thing they said about us when we said Johannesburg. But I think you young folks need to know that things don't go both ways. You can't talk respect on every other song or just every other day. What I'm speaking on now is the raps about the women folks. On one song, she's your African queen, and on the next one, she's a joke to do. And you ain't said no words that I haven't heard, but that ain't no compliment. It only insults eight people out of ten and questions your intelligence. Four-letter words or four-syllable words won't make you a poet. It will only magnify how shallow you are and let everybody know it. And if they look at you like they think you're insane or they call you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you've suddenly gone lame or that the white folks have finally co-opted your game or you really don't know, they said that about me a long time ago. If they finally start telling people that you lost your nerve, that's what they said about Johannesburg. You ain't insane. You have got a brain. You haven't gone lame. You have got your game. Remember, keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. We're talking about peace.
Myot Hotep, Grand Rising, and Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X Forum by way of Truth to Power. I'm Beverly, and we have Dr. Robert X with us this evening. And how are you feeling this evening, Dr. Robert X? Hotep, Sister Bear, Hotep family. Uh, I'm doing fine, Bear. Uh, I got no complaints. Good. Good. And who will pay attention uh, anyway? <laughs> Oh, everybody got their own problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still got to check on each other. Um, this is true. Uh, I, I saw Orange Man. I just saw a little bit of it. I didn't see the whole thing today. And um, wait, what's the form tonight? Oh, live, live it. Oh, did I write it? Okay, live it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now go on. Okay. Now, I just saw a little bit of an orange man today with his, uh, whatever they was having there. And he was just insulting them people, insulting the, the, the lady that was the prostitute. And, and, I mean, he was being his old self today. Yeah, he probably pissed off. He real pissed off. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, it, it's you know, <laughs> it's un. But that's said, just he, one. <laughs> that's one, and there's so many. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I mean, they just—it's so obvious. They just tried anything to keep him from running uh, in 24. Yeah. And I mean, and they keep doing the same thing. I mean, that dog don't hunt no more. They keep throwing that. Uh, that's all they do is put a woman on you and say that you raped her, you did this to her, you did, you know, no creativity. But, Bear, the most important mm-hmm. part of all of that was the fact that the judge didn't mm-hmm. allow for evidence to be entered into the case relative to Trump's DNA on some clothing that the woman supposedly gave to the New York Times. The judge, uh, when Trump's attorney said he'd be willing to give some of his DNA, Mm -hmm. the judge wouldn't allow it. All of these cases, the Proud Boys, all of these cases are frivolous. And they have been yeah. for some time. They just they make up stuff. <clears throat> okay. Now it's funny you. But what what did you hear him say, Bear? Well, he told the prostitute that she wasn't she wasn't basically she wasn't shit. But he said it in a different way. He talking about the woman wasn't his type. And I mean, I remember him back in them days. The women was throwing their self on him. He was the playboy. He was the ultimate playboy. What he, you know, like he say she ain't even his type. He didn't look good enough. Of, well, that's what he was really saying. And he was germaphobe. Yeah. Yeah, he just started shaking people's hand when he became the president. That is correct. He wouldn't even shake your. He wouldn't even shake your hand. So nothing that they come up with actually fits 
his persona. It's all extremely questionable. Okay? Look, the woman even said that uh, her, her case reminded her of a movie where the movie is exactly the same thing that she's talking about. It's obvious that she's another one of these mentally ill people. That's but they're everywhere. He too. Yeah. He oh, said he did? She was mentally. Yeah, he said that too. Wow. Well, I, I can't wait to see or to hear what Judge Napolitano has to say about that verdict. Uh but, you know, it's just, like I said, there's a series of things that are taking place. And every week I come on here, it's like, wow, I've never seen this much stuff come out in such a short period of time with factual evidence. You know, the little white girl that Biden stuck his hands down in her panties back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. She right. came out and said if anything happened to her, it was the Biden administration that did it because they've been threatening her for the last couple of years. Mm. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. That, I mean, wow. Hmm. Why, is wow. That, why, why is he not on trial? Why, why is he not on trial? You know? Because there is no law, man. <laughs> A lawless. Yes. They cannot operate by rules, so they change everything from the language to definitions to you name it. They have to change it, and they don't mm-hmm. adhere to any set of rules. And that's what I've been saying, Bev. They are capable of anything. Okay? Now, there's a core group of Zionists who basically running all this stuff. These are very, very powerful people, and they come from the people above the top. See, the people that are really calling the shots, they're not on your TV set, right, telling you anything. Right. They're the hidden hand. Exactly. So it's kind of obvious, but... They're they're getting exposed to the extent that Owens man is whooping the hell out of Biden, and they got to do something to change the story. Because the last time I heard, um, I think this was yesterday or the day before yesterday, and I don't do polls, but this is them saying that Owens man is whooping his ass by about ten points, with all the stuff that they have brought out on him already. And they say his black and Hispanic support is overwhelming. There's, they say there's no way that Biden can win with Orange Man getting over 30% of the black vote and damn near 50% of the Hispanic vote. Well, you mean that no way he can cheat because he didn't win last time. Right. But this is them saying it now. Mm-hmm. Why he running around taking and bear? I told everybody a, a month or so ago that the banks are going to collapse. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody paying attention, you know, 
take a look at what's going on with the banking system. Okay? So it's just, and all this stuff is being done purposely. It's all being facilitated purposely in a system right. of mass chaos. Okay, all the killing that you see going on in this. Look, remember we used to joke about an Obama there's going to be a mass shooting every week, and damn near it was. Now it's every three days. Yeah, well, Obama, every time he went golfing, we knew it was going to be a, a mass shooting. Right. Uh, and the only difference this time, Bev, is a corpse can't golf. Hmm. Okay But look Even before this trial The one last week was even more Just unbelievable Okay Totally unbelievable Now I ain't no legal scholar I ain't no judge But I try to rely on people That'll give me something close to What the truth really is so check this out, family. This is Judge Napolitano. Used to be on Fox uh, some time ago, a few years back. Of course, they fired him. Why? Because he's a nationalist. Okay, a constitutionalist is what they call him uh, at his level. But that means he's a nationalist. Uh, so check what he says about the the trial with the Proud Boys. Now, what did you hear, Bear? Did you hear anything about the trial with the Proud Boys? No, I haven't heard nothing. I, I just seen something when I was looking at Trump for five minutes, something about a trial with them, but I didn't see it. Okay, well, they got charged with seditious conspiracy. Okay, that's what they were convicted on, excuse me, not charged with. Okay, mm-hmm. so they just went and made up something. I was getting ready to say, what right. is that? Well, in this case, it don't exist, mm-hmm. and all of this stuff doesn't exist. There's no evidence. The little white girl didn't have any evidence. There was no witnesses. She couldn't remember date, time, nothing. What woman forgets when she got raped? Right? Exactly. But this is over 30 right. years later, and <laughs> all of these stories sound the same with these people. The only difference is... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it was the same with the Supreme Court guy. Yeah. The exact same thing. No witnesses... Even her own witnesses contradicted her. So it's the same stuff over and over. But here's the thing that people have to understand. They don't give a damn. See, that's where people are not there yet. They still, for some strange reason, think that they have some kind of representation from this government. When the government admits to you that they're propagandizing the hell out of you, Obama put it in law before he left office. So now all these people do is lie, but there's a a more nefarious reason why they lie. Okay? And that is 
they're basically doing the bidding of the crown heads of the planet. You just saw one inaugurated a couple of days ago. Straight up pedophile. I couldn't and everybody know it. Go ahead, Ben. I say I couldn't even look at that. Did the did the black girl go to the ceremony? You asking the wrong person. <laughs> I couldn't watch it either. I just know what happened. But the point is, he's a well-known killer by a large number of people over in Britain in terms of Diana. She said he was going to kill her. That ain't my opinion. And then what did they do? What happened to her? She became a white version of a... The video hypnotized by Puff and Biggie, complete with the paparazzi chasing them and the whole bit. Okay, so this what we this is the reality of what we're dealing with. People have pointed out that these people have reptilian lineage. Okay, now my research don't take me there, but I ain't finna knock their research. That's David Icke and other people. But I've been watching the Proud Boys since right after they got formed by Gavin McGinnis, who was a white nationalist white boy uh, who has a prominent radio program in Canada. Okay, then he passes it on to this uh, Cuban named Enrique Cario. And what they were originally formed for was the fight against Antifa beating the hell out of white people, right, all over the country. So they were like the security for people who were going to have protests and things like that uh, in terms of the conservatives, you know, Christian protests and these kind of things. Antifa would show up and beat the hell out of people. Well, the Proud Boys were formed to stop that. All right? And I listened to them guys uh, from day one, really. Not Well, not really day one. Let's just say early on. So if you notice during the last debate, the media uh, kept trying to get orange men to do what? To disavow white nationalism. And they specifically mentioned the Proud Boys, remember? Yeah, I remember. So, and Trump said uh, the media wanted him to ask them to stand down as if he controlled them. Now, they just convicted them of seditious conspiracy. And they already, that just goes to show you this thing was planned uh, I'm talking January 6th, long before January the 6th. Long before, maybe a year or so before. Certainly six months. Okay, you got FBI people all over that thing, everywhere. And Tucker Carlson, that was a major reason they got rid of him. Because he was showing the video that basically contradicted 
what the Democratic Party and the media was portraying. And then what happened? He was doing a series on it. And I think after the first or second day, he got the word from on high to shut it down. Because people are identifying uh, informants, FBI informants, and FBI agents, and other people uh, working directly with the security state as being all over that thing. It's like the Black Panther Party with FBI, black FBI informants all over the, the Black Panther Party. So here's what the judge has to say. I, I thought this was extremely interesting because, again, man, if you listen to mainstream media for any kind of rational analysis in terms of uh, what the evidence points to, I feel sorry for you. Really. And then in some cases, you you may not get everything you pay for, but you're going to pay for everything you get. I'm using that more and more. Check this out, family. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, May 5th, 2023. It's about 1.35 in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Here are, the, here are your hot topics for today. And as usual, we, we picked the hottest for you from Enrique Tarrio, who's the leader of the uh, Proud Boys, recently, uh, yesterday, convicted of sedition uh, to Yevgeny Prigozhin, cursing out Vladimir Putin. Prigozhin uh, is, of course, the head of the Wagner Group. So will President Trump testify or won't he in the civil rape trial, and how is the judge uh, going to handle that? So yesterday, uh, when I was discussing with all of you Mr. Um, uh, Terrio's conviction, I misspoke. I said that none uh, of the five uh, defendants had been at the Capitol, and I was wrong. Enrique Terrio, the head uh, of the Proud Boys, the person who was accused of being the orchestrator of the conspiracy, was in Baltimore on January 6th. So he obviously wasn't at the Capitol building. The other four were. Of those four, three were convicted of sedition. One was not. So they all were convicted of uh, lesser crimes. My complaint is convicting somebody of a conspiracy that never happened. You know, the famous Clarence Darrow phrase. Now, this was said 150 years ago when a dime was a lot of money. Here's this famous phrase to a jury. If a boy steals a dime, he's not going to go to the penitentiary. A small fine, more than a dime, will cover the prosecution. But if two boys conspire to steal a dime and then don't do it, they're going to go to the penitentiary. What kind of a country does this? Answer, ours. A very simple, simple way for a jury to understand the power of a conspiracy charge 
and the evil of a conspiracy charge. The federal government, when it prosecutes someone, has to prove, in addition to the elements of the crime that they actually did what the government says they did, it has to prove intent, that the person intended to do this, and it has to prove harm, in a, except in a conspiracy case. Because by definition, in a conspiracy case, there is no harm, since the defendants are being prosecuted for what they thought they were going to do, but they didn't actually do it. In this case, these folks were charged, Enrique Tarrio and his four colleagues, five defendants, four convicted of sedition, with sedition, sometimes called seditious conspiracy. That's redundant. Sedition is a conspiracy, an agreement to overthrow the government of the United States of America by force. Two problems here. One, it's just an agreement. By definition, it didn't happen. If it happened, the crime would be insurrection, not sedition. Two, it's a thought crime. Nobody was harmed by it. Nevertheless, the way Congress wrote the statute and the way the courts interpret the statute the feds can get away with prosecuting somebody for conspiracy without showing any harm. The Clarence Darrow example is very simple and very basic. Obviously, the, the dime analogy wouldn't make sense today. You'd have to say a $50 bill or a $100 bill for it to make sense today. But you, you get the point. The government wants to prosecute thought because when it can, can get away with prosecuting thought, aha, it doesn't have to prove harm. What harm is there by a bunch of people thinking they can interfere with the passage of governmental power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden? If you use violence to interfere with the passage of that power, if you use the violence, of course you should be prosecuted. But if you think about using the violence, if you plan and plot to use the violence, but don't put the plan or the plot into action, there should be no prosecution at all. I've been criticized for this. I don't care. Here's another reason there should be no uh, prosecution. If the, if the plan was impossible to carry out, it shouldn't be the subject of a prosecution. How could five human beings overthrow the federal government of the United States of America by force? It's impossible. And they would disarm. Might as well plan or plot to jump over the moon. So the government uses conspiracy because Congress wrote it in such a way and because the courts have interpreted it in such a way. It's the most dangerous weapon they have because it effectively prosecutes thought. What is Mr. Tarrio and what are his colleagues facing because of their thoughts? 20 years in jail. 20 on top of the other things that they were convicted of. The others that were there that day were convicted of, of acts of violence and encouraging insurrection and say, yeah, go in and get them and trespassing and things like that. I get that. I understand it. I understand, but I don't get and will never accept the prosecution for thought crime. You know what the Wagner group is? Now, does that kind of explain a little bit better, Bev, what's really going on here? It does. So now, watch this, Bev. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
Now, I'll just say he, so he got convicted of a thought of just thinking of something. There was no crime. crime. Right. There was, in all the trials that they had on Trump, from Russia to the Ukraine so-called phone call, there hasn't been any crime. They just made up some stuff. And now, we got Miss Muffet, right? You know, I'm looking for the damn tuppet in the courage and way, because I know they got to be somewhere nearby, because all of this is a fairy tale. Look, one of the most outspoken, hated opponents of Orange Man is a guy named Reed Hoffman. And I'm sure uh, <clears throat> many of the family may not know who Reed Hoffman is. Well, he's the Jewish owner of LinkedIn, the social media site. He owns it. He's financing Ms. Muppet. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Did the same thing happen during the campaign? We found out that the women that was accusing Orange Man then were being financed by major contributors to the Democratic Party, Jewish contributors. None of this, none of this is criminal behavior at all. How do you charge somebody with a crime? You indict somebody for a crime and don't say what the crime is. That's what you just saw uh, with the prosecutor in, in, in New York. I mean, this thing is much larger, Bear, much larger. Orders are coming from outside of this country because the court doesn't have the wherewithal to prosecute anything. He's at his best in reading a five-minute script and then having somebody to turn him around and walk him out the other direction. That's it. It's just so much I could go into detail about that. But it's just so crazy. They figure as long as they control the mainstream media, then they can dictate the terms of what's relevant and what's not. And if you ain't an accomplished liar, you can't work for them. I see they went and got the, the big black ball head girl again. Now she out there running them out for 150 miles an hour. Oh, what, where, where, where is she at on MSNBC? You know, where else, where else is she going to be? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. They're part of the 
district of criminals, and that's what it is. All these cases are in two places, New York and D.C., the two communist capitals. (laughs) Bev, remember when Mike Flynn was on trial for lying to the FBI? Because mm-hmm. we pointed out to people that he was the most important person in Trump's administration. So they came at him first before right. anybody else because he knew what they were doing. So they took him out first. When the FBI got busted, changing what he had said, right? Falsifying documentation, the FBI came out and said, well, we ain't going to prosecute now because they got busted. Mm-hmm. I'm just showing the family what's, what's going on here. I, I per- I'm not on either side of this, but it's so obvious to me. Then the judge come out and said he ain't going to accept the FBI dropping the charges because they got caught lying. This is the judge say he going to prosecute him now. A Negro judge. Unbelievable, Bear. Yeah. It's like a fairy tale. Like, this ain't even happening. I feel like I'm in an alternative universe here. While at the same time, these people that got caught, busted, you got so many damn whistleblowers out here. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. FBI, CIA, uh, government official whistleblowers all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. And then when they confront these people, they sit there and say, well, it's um, national security. We can't talk about it. And um, hearings. There, in many, of course, they're going to say that, but that yeah. doesn't prevent, because the evidence is overwhelming. We ain't talking about circumstance. We're talking about documents and people. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Pick a case. That's why I mentioned about the little girl that Biden threw up against the wall. And her mama called, uh, what was the TV show at the time? Uh, 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 what was the name of that show? King. What was his name? His last name was King. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Oh, I forgot his name. But her mama called into that program live on TV when it happened. And said she didn't know what to do because this was a powerful senator. So she feared for her daughter's life. And it was Biden who stuck his hands down her underwear. This was during the campaign. And they swept that under the rug, but they kept on talking about Trump telling the guy, that all the, you know, it's easy to touch a, uh, you know what, 
Yeah, and that was that was to another guy inside of a trailer where they was joking with each other. Right. That had nothing to do with no actual circumstance. We're talking about right. stuff that actually happened. And you might you might also recall many of the women would subsequently have to come out and apologize, admitting that they were being paid by the Democratic Party. One of them said they was going to pay off her mortgage. See, I would have prosecuted them. They should have been prosecuted. See, but Orange Man didn't do that. You see, it's it's just so many. It's too it's too many of them for me to talk about <laughs> on one program. It's to, they don't, but they don't care. And this is what I try to warn black people against. For some strange reason, some of these black people think that these people are for them. I don't quite get that. Okay? Look, my condolences to the little sister, the little cop that got killed here in Chicago a few days ago by four young melanated, two two men, or two young boys, and two young girls. Mm. They're going to stick her up. She's just getting off work. Now, I ain't no fan of no police, period, black or white. But this is, this kind of stuff is just really bogus because you can't have somebody else's stuff. You got to kill them. Did they do? They hijacked her, carjacked her, or just robbed They was robbing her. They didn't know she was a cop. She had just getting off work. Mm-hmm. So they're going to ambush her And she end up Pulling a pistol on her Unfortunately it was four of them Listen to what I said Two males and two females Mm-hmm I'm not going to even go into all the violence, okay? No, okay. Because it's just, it's just a, 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 another part of the mass chaos that's being orchestrated by these people. And, mm-hmm. of course, using technology where it's applicable. But the overall point is, if you have any inkling that these people are working for you, you're just as dangerous as they are. Just going to tell it like it is, family. You know, I, I figure the rest of it, everybody can sort out for themselves. That's pretty much what Gil Scott Heron was just telling you. I didn't know you was going to drop that on his bed. <laughs> See, the game ain't changed. Only the players have changed. The game is still the same. Now, I mentioned some things uh, with me and the sister uh, from Haiti. 
or Haiti if, if you want. And pointing to the real system of white supremacy. And I respect that, I guess, so, you know, I'm not going to them out there in any kind of way. All right? Because I get the opportunity to kind of set some things a little bit a little bit straighter in terms of uh, where a particular guest may be going and where I'm going. So, man, if I, it's good to have people that know about some of the machinations of the United Nations. We don't get that discussion very often. We got, and we're going to have her back on too. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I hope uh, we can get some people on that can talk about NATO as well. See, because that's important as well. Uh, we have to understand these institutions, where they come from, and who they really serving, and what's their overall objective. Now, do you know any? Uh, uh, have you researched anything about the? Um, what is she, the Prime Minister of um, Bel- Barbados? She's been pretty good. Who, who are you talking about, Bear? She's the she's the head uh, uh, in Barbados. She's been really. Uh, I've seen uh, her at some of them forms. She's on that national, on that international level. And the she's head telling what? them. The head of that country, Barbados. I don't know. So she, she was in Barbados minister. when we were talking? No, I'm talking about whoever this lady is. Maybe the family, I don't forgot her name, but she, I've been, she's been uh, talking and she's been telling them, you know. Like it is. She's been speaking truth. Okay, now you, you lost me there. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I, I can't think of her name. I have to send it to you. I'll send you a video. You're not talking about our guest. No, not our guest. Uh, oh, okay. Whoever is, whoever is over Barbados is a lady. So she's been blowing the whistle on them? Well, she's been, I mean, she's been telling them, you know, she's been there like they, they're not taking this. She's talking like the Africans is talking. Okay. I, yeah, because I, like, I haven't heard. Uh, yeah, I, that's okay. I, I'll send you a video because I, I, I got to look at it some more. Yeah, because I haven't heard that. But, you know, I also okay. mentioned, uh, Davos and the World Economic Forum is perhaps the preeminent public platform for the real system of white supremacy. And we mentioned the five eyes, right? Right. In terms of what these people are doing. And so I'm listening to this dude, uh, Napolitano, this judge, and he's got another guest on his program named Philip Girardi, Giraldi. Now, Philip Giraldi is a CIA agent, and this guy, Napolitano, has a lot of these upper echelon P5 
people on his program. And sometimes you got to pick through what they're saying. See, I've got a background in, in reading and, you know, and researching these people going back to the 1950s. So I know certain things need to be said. So I can, I can give you different people who didn't necessarily, when they got mad at the CIA from the inside, came out and told it. All right, those agents end up being killed. Okay, they ain't 85 years old today. One of those that I always recommend, who was the CIA station chief in Africa, was Philip Agee. And you may still be able to get some of his YouTube videos, them old videos, when he's dropping bombs on them. Telling people what they were doing in Africa. That's how we found out that Patrice Lumumba was cut up in the little pieces and put in a vat of acid. Her name is, that's, that's, yeah, because I, I wanted to ask you about her. I didn't mean to cut you off, but her name is Sandra Mason. You familiar with her? No. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Barbados, well, I, I'll do a, take a, a look when we get off. But it's it's just so important for our people to understand the nature of the intelligence agencies. Because that's who behind a lot of this stuff that's going, you know, what's going on. And as we pointed out, and now been confirmed by Robert Kennedy Jr. and others, that these people really took over the government in 1963. That was my point. I've been saying that for decades. Okay? When they killed that Kennedy? People, that's when they, yeah. when they killed Kennedy? Okay. Yes, that's the beginning of when these people took over this country. They didn't take over everything at that point. But I've gone through this before on so many occasions. It's been a gradual total takeover. So you can, if you go back and look at it, you can see how they begin to take over government. And all of a sudden, assassinations became routine. They begin to assassinate people all over the damn place. See, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. will tell you that they assassinated his uncle. But we have to ask ourselves, why hasn't he told us that they assassinated his daddy? Right? Good question. Yeah, because there are a lot of witnesses there who pointed out that it wasn't the shooter that they said, Sirhan, Sirhan. See, and I'm around when it happened. I don't know if that's lucky or unlucky, but that's another one of them murders that I'll never forget. You don't forget those kind of things. So, that was just another move. Then they take over the pharmaceutical industry. All right? 
and with that comes the whole psychological movement. All this stuff, all of it is connected. And with the psychology comes the 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 demonology, if you will, the Satanism. The use and acceptance of magic on a much larger scale. Because the programming was different. The programming was absolutely different. That that's not true. Look at the television programming by decade from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s. Just take a look at what you don't see anymore on that. Now, if you only got a couple of decades under your belt, it's going to be difficult for you to see this. And all of the social engineering that comes with the whole psychological movement or psychology movement, up to and including it being the programming foundation for the computer system. Look at chat GPT. It only perpetuates a left-wing radical view. That's its program. Okay, well, before chat GPT, you just had niggas talking. Or NIG chat or chat NIG. But the results were the same. It was all programming. And I have to tell people the programming works. Now, here we go with Judge Napolitano. And Philip Giraldi family, check this out and see if you hear some things in here that sound familiar to you. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday. May 8, 2023, it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon on the east coast of the United States. Phil Giraldi uh, joins us for his uh, regular weekly time with us. Uh, Phil, over the weekend, uh, Ukraine President uh, Vladimir um, Zelensky uh, taped a speech. I guess it was for the Western world because it's in English. It's not in Ukrainian. Very, very highly produced speech will show you uh, a little clip uh, in which he promises to defeat Russia and boasts that this will be uh, a victory uh, for Europe and for the West. Take a listen. Take a look. We fight now so that no one ever again enslaves other nations and destroys other countries and all those old evils that modern Russia is bringing back will be defeated just as Nazism was defeated. We will not lose what we have gained. We will return everything captured by the enemy. We will rebuild what was destroyed, and together we will protect it all. We do not yet know the date of our victory, but we know that it will be a holiday for all of Ukraine, for all of Europe, for all of the entire free world. For all of Ukraine, for all of Europe, for all of the entire free world. I misspoke. It is in Ukrainian, and there is a uh, 
uh, and there is a translator. Uh, is this um, is this the actor uh, on the on the final act of his time on the stage, or is this a, a serious uh, effort to win support from the West and rally around his people, or is it something else? Well, I would rather suspect it's a it's a combination of the two. I think to a certain extent uh, he's reading the writing on the wall as. Uh, some people in Washington are also starting to do about where this is going to end up. And he's going to end up somewhere else, uh, no question about it. But at the same time, I think he's, he's throwing out the ball and he's kind of hoping that uh, this appeal for him, ironically enough, standing as a, a champion of Western civilization, uh, you know, which is kind of a joke, uh, is something that he hopes will appeal. Um, I, what I've been hearing, and, I'm, and I, would, I would guess you also, is that uh, popular support for this war is dwindling in, in the United States. Uh, most of what you're hearing uh, in terms of uh, warmongering and cheering the troops on is coming out of the media and it's coming out of Congress and the White House. Uh, I think there's a, not a popular um, impulse that drives this, except for people are hearing what they're what the their leaders and the media are saying, and they're kind of nodding their head and going on, oh yeah, well that must be true. But of course it's not true. Well, I agree with you, but let me go right to your uh, wheelhouse. If it's coming out of the media, does that mean it's coming from CIA and MI6 through the media? I think, I, I, again, I wouldn't narrow it down to MI6 and uh, no, CIA. You I would say this is, this is an all government effort. And it's being made by, uh, you know, State Department and uh, and uh, Justice Department, and there are a whole lot of voices that are coming in, pronouncing how this is a, a vital national interest, and uh, Russia has to be stopped, and so on and so forth. So I think you're hearing a lot of that. You're hearing a lot of that from some of the leaders in Europe that are not enthusiastic about this, but they feel they have to follow the American lead, like the Germans, for example. I'm, I'm familiar with the five I's. What? E Y E S. The 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 five uh, uh, close allies uh, of the West: United States, uh, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. I think I have it right. They regularly share intel. But can um, and maybe this is a technical question, but I'm sure you can answer. Can MI6? Can the British intelligence services? deal directly with American media and American assets or human beings, uh, or do they have to go through uh, their counterparts here in the U.S.? Um, I'm sure that the British have a number of American journalists as assets, as sources, and, and that, of course, works two ways. You get information from them on what's going on at the New York Times, but you also feed them information, which is what motivates them to be in the relationship. I'm sure they have that. But at the same time, it would be a, a faux pas, shall we say, uh, for the British to act independently in this kind of issue without at least briefing up the United States to a certain extent in terms of what they're doing. It depends how serious the initiative is. I He's letting you know he still observes the obligation of his membership in the CIA. Now, I've been following this dude and reading his stuff going back to the early 80s, Philip Giraldi. I think uh, 
You have the, the five eyes, of course, are of the significant players in intelligence in that they, they are at another level than the U.S. and its other what? allies in the world, like the Germans. Uh, and uh, another level there, and the British, of course, are at another level even above that. When you say another level, what, what, what do you mean? The, the, the trust, the information that's transferred is more sensitive? What does another level mean, Phil? Yeah, another level means precisely that, that the information that is ultra-sensitive, that it has major political implications, would be shared in that very tight group or even just between the United States and Britain. And, of course, it also includes that the United States and Britain are heavily involved in doing things that are uh, manifestly illegal. What? Like blowing up pipelines, like uh, right. uh, like engineering um, situations which they hope will escalate because they would like to see the war get, uh, get more harsh. Um, I hope you don't mind me staying on this track for a, a few minutes because this, this is your field, of course. Uh, where, where are the Israelis? in this hierarchy yeah, with the U.S.? Down with the Germans, equal with the Five Eyes, up with the Brits, or somewhere else? Well, they, you'd have to say the Israelis are somewhere else, but their somewhere else is rather elevated. What? Uh, the United States has special private arrangements with Israel in terms of sharing various types of information. And uh, this has been uh, going on ever since the uh, Six-Day War in 67. What? Uh, down with the Germans, go back. equal with the Five Eyes, up with the Brits, or somewhere else? <laughs> well, they, you'd have to say the Israelis are somewhere else, but their somewhere else is rather elevated. Uh, the United States has special private arrangements with Israel in terms of sharing various types of information. And uh, this has been uh, going on ever since the uh, Six-Day War in 67. Uh, so, you know, basically the Israelis are a special case. Uh, just as you might argue the British are a special case in terms of how the United States perceives them. 1967 was four years after 1963, after the assassination of Kennedy, by the mob in conjunction with the intelligence community. Murder, Inc. was specifically Jewish, Jewish mafia. That's who the mega group is comprised of, the pedophilia that Jeffrey Epstein was involved with. It's no different than Mossad, Israeli intelligence. Okay? It all works together. Uh, does the um, CIA uh, actually feed falsehoods to the press in the hopes that the press will publish it? Out and out lies. Oh, absolutely. That's the name of the game. Uh, if, if you've got a really good lie, you want to get out there. Uh, but the idea is to get it out there. And, uh, uh, you know, I worked with press assets when I was in Europe, and that's, that's always the name of the game. Uh, you produce a story, and uh, the story doesn't have to be true. Very often, of course, it's not true. Uh, but the fact is you want to get it out there to shape public opinion. Bad. Is that what we saw with Bill Pottinger out of Germany where the uh, elite journalist admitted that he was producing fake videos of fake ISIS with people getting their heads mm -hmm. cut off? 
Yeah. The U.S. government gave him a half a billion. They gave him $500 million to produce these fake videos. Bell Pottinger, P-O-T-T-I-N-G-E-R. I wonder if that's the kind of stuff that he's talking about. You know Let's keep going. To a certain extent. And to also give you a fallback position if everything goes goes south. So that's, uh, that's the way it works. Have you uh, heard about this a story which has been making the rounds in Europe that a Russian uh, hypersonic uh, missile, well, it's two stories about Russian hypersonic missiles. Let's do the easy one first, that the Ukrainians shot it down. Now, is this even possible that the Ukrainians could shoot down something that moves 10 times the speed of sound? Well, I don't think so, and the Pentagon doesn't think so either. The Pentagon, in terms of its uh, our own U.S. hypersonic missiles, uh, some of which can be fired from the Patriot batteries, uh, claims they can't be shot down. So that's what the, Patri- the Pentagon thinks, and uh, you know that's that. So that that story is a would appear to be a bit bogus. Okay. Uh, the other story involving the uh, hypersonic missile is that a Russian hypersonic missile. Uh, struck um, uh, an underground bunker in Ukraine, 100 meters below the earth, in which there were generals from the U.S., the U.K., and Poland, most of whom were killed. Now, this is almost fanciful. Did the Ukrainians spread this? Have you heard this? Is the intelligence community aware of this? Uh, I have not seen any confirmation of, of this incident from our intelligence community. This appears to be a story that was floated by the Ukrainians uh, in an attempt to escalate the fighting and to bring in the United States and NATO as um, direct belligerents. So I suspect that's where where it is and where it comes from. Now, there was a, a Ron Unz at his website uh, did a, a, a large scale analysis of this story and where it comes from and how it's sourced, and so on and so forth. So if anyone's interested in seeing that, but he comes to the conclusion that this was, this was basically a, a Ukrainian-issued fraud. So when the Ukraine's issue a fraud like this, and they want uh, Western intel, Western military, and Western political and governmental leaders to rely on it, don't they know that we know it's a fraud? Doesn't doing this diminish them? in our eyes by substantially reducing their credibility. Well, it does to the people who care about that sort of thing. But the problem is, see, this whole Ukraine war, or Russian war, however you want to put it, uh, has developed political legs all by itself here in the United States. And the White House uh, and the White House's uh, uh, political position is to keep supporting this uh, uh, without any kind of conditions publicly stated, although it's, it sent some hints to Zelensky that are certain issues that he should cool it on. But the, the fact is that uh, this is a, an issue that the White House cannot separate itself from because it's its own prestige and everything is very much dependent on it. It's a sad, sad thing. And the same thing with the clowns in Congress who keep coming up with uh, this. I, I understand there's a bill now basically granting to uh, the White House war powers oh. and, uh, and an insistence that uh, we finish this job with the Russians. 
And finish it with what, as direct belligerence? Yeah, I think that's the implication. They're, 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 fine, they're, they're in a sense, uh, giving war powers to the White House, uh, which has proven utterly incompetent all the way on this issue already. So this, this, this sounds is, like this a, a, I hate to keep picking on it, but this sounds like a Lindsey Graham dream that the, that the president could just go start a war, just go send the troops, just go yep. kill people, Joe. Yep. And the Republicans are the biggest cheerleaders on this. Yes, yes, the Republicans are uh, are the uh, the biggest cheerleaders. Uh, last week, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the billionaire, uh, now here's what they didn't say, family. About two days after that incident, you had the drone incident uh, over Russia. over the Kremlin right after they blew that bunker up with that hypersonic missile. And from my understanding, it was from three to 400 people down in that bunker, extremely high-ranking people, okay? And NATO was uh, lost a number of people in that bunker. They're the ones who basically... Uh, use the drones to try to send Putin a message. Okay, family? So, all of this is connected, and people know it. So what these people have to do is to silence all criticism. And as the name of this program implies, this should make you livid. You ought to be absolutely livid. Because I'm going to tell you, you'll never hear programs like this again. Now, we told you almost two months ago that these people were talking about removing people's blog programs people's podcast. They're coming for all of it because they don't follow any law. And that's why all this other stuff that you see going on is so important. It's very important. Another way to look at the word livid, L-I-V-E-D, is to spell it backwards. <laughs> what you come up with, Bear? Devil. You got it. Extremely low frequency. That's what propaganda plays on. It wants you to operate from a extremely low frequency level. So that's how come uh, a lot of people <clears throat> they buying into it, and a lot of us is not buying into it. So it's, it's dealing with that. If they low low vibration, 
then they're easy to buy into it. And people that's vibing on high vibration, it's harder for them to buy into it. Is that what's going on? Uh, you said it just perfectly. That's perfect. And that's why you'll, you'll note, Bev, the people who buy this stuff have severe emotional problems. It's all behavior. The people that buy this stuff, they get extremely angry about things that they don't know anything about, really, because that's not what moves them. What makes them vibrate uh, quicker as an extreme low frequency is all these lies and negativity. They have to have it. And that's why you see a rise in the mass shootings with, now you got Juan Valdez killing Juan Valdez. Now, y'all got to tell me when y'all ever seen that. Hispanic on Hispanic mass killing. Out of nowhere. And what do these people label it? They label it white supremacy. Mass shooting. White supremacy. They have an agenda. And they're moving on it. And I'm going to say it again, Bear. That's why uh, I'm not as optimistic as I used to be. Okay. I, I but where's our, where's our agenda? We got to, I mean, we vibrate. We got to, we're study moving. Uh, black people. If they got an agenda, I, I, we have to have one. So, yeah. Our vibratory level is at an all-time low. I ain't talking about everybody. Okay? Now, I have to add this as well. That's picking up. It is picking up. Uh, The mainstream media telling you that 30% of black people support Orange Man right now. If they're telling you it's 30, it's probably 50. Still got another half of black people. That's why I mentioned the little, the little girl that got killed. Just trying to get home from her job. See, that's why I got zero tolerance for black people killing black people. And if any black people got a problem with that, that's your problem. That ain't my problem. I got zero tolerance for black people killing black people. We got enough problems we have to deal with. Because when you look at it, Bev, a lot of it makes absolutely no sense. What the hell is 
if, if they're oh, using yeah. frequencies, so, you know, they got frequency towers and all of that in the in the neighborhood. And why don't, you know, some of us get them organs and set them up in the neighborhood to combat those frequencies? Why haven't they? Why haven't we? A lot of we don't know about organs and frequencies and things like that. That's why they work. That's just why they use the technology, because it works. We're the most programmed people in this country. All you have to do is look at what we wear, look at what we put on. I'm not talking about us singularly. I'm talking about us disproportionately. We got to have or make it appear as though we have more than we have. So we go and overindulge on stuff that don't mean nothing. And then we kill each other over stuff that don't mean nothing. It ain't got no value. The reason that it has value is because you bought into the programming. You give it its value. And don't By know that you the, and don't know that they the, the value, not that piece of paper. Bingo. Hmm. But I sit here and I watched it. And I've talked about it for decades and decades and decades, the over-reliance on stuff, material garbage, because it has some white boy name written all over it somewhere, some Gucci or some uh, Louis Vuitton. Or who, pick, pick a white boy, and then people are going to tell me about white supremacy. You advertise white supremacy. Let me change that. We advertise white supremacy all the time. It's sad. It's really sad. It really is. Because, see, we don't put that up over our own respect for ourselves and our lives. And that drives a lot of the behavior. That message should be played from every rooftop in this country, wherever black people exist, about the unnecessary acquisition of material garbage to define who and what you are. You're going to go kill another sister or brother for some material junk. Who in the hell in the black community walking around here with 50, 60, 70, 100,000, 200,000, $300,000 in their pocket? Nobody. So you go out there and want to stick up somebody and kill them, what are you likely to get off of them? Nothing. $100, $200 for what?
we don't think there's anything wrong with us. Okay? We just say the cosmos will take care of it. Those cosmic particles are only going to interact with those people who are vibrating at the level to receive those energies. I'm livid about that. And as we've gone through it ad infinitum, if you are vibrating at that low level, you are nothing more than a part of the problem. And that's your singular responsibility. Each of our singular responsibilities, if we choose to do it as a collective, that's another thing. But first and foremost, your spirit, you are only responsible for it. Because we vibing on some really, really crazy stuff at this point, family. Really crazy. And in the meantime, the people that you think are working on your behalf because they come and grin in your face and they put a lesbian here and a sissy there and some tranny here and you think that's for you? You really think they're doing that on your behalf? Let me show you why you're an heir, family. And you ought to be as livid as I am. Because if you ain't livid, then that means you're in the domain of that word backwards. Okay? Check this out, family. World on the cusp of woke totalitarianism. World on the cusp of woke totalitarianism as governments act to end freedom of speech. And by the way, family, uh, I know uh, Napolitano and Giraldi talking about the five eyes and the influence that they got up over government. We label it as the real system, a part of the real system of white supremacy, not this fake thing they're trying to give you. Okay? I know that didn't get by you because it didn't get by me. Let me read that title again. World on the cusp of woke totalitarianism as governments act to end freedom of speech. By the way, when I tell you about these different platforms, they're coming at, uh, and they'll do all kind of nefarious things, all right, in order to do this. That's the intelligence community's history. Remember, family. Now it's come out that them so-called 51 former intelligence directors that signed this fake uh, uh, Hunter Biden uh, Russia laptop, right, Russian disinformation. And now we find out, right, this is not my opinion. 
that the letter was being instigated by the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who just happens to be Zionist, just happens to be a Zionist Jew. Just another coincidence. That's all. Well, uh, Michael Morrell, the former head of the CIA, on an interim basis under Obama, comes out and says that he was asked by this clown, this Zionist, to write the letter for him. And then the corpse goes to the debate and acts all emotional when he disses Orange Man, right, by saying, Oh, he has he doesn't know what he's talking about. Fifty one intelligence and the media that as again Philip Giraldi just pointed out is in collusion with all of it. We ain't gotta tell you because we know you already know that. So everything is Russia, Russia, Russia. Why? Because when they wanted to take down Syria, unlike when they took down Libya, because Libya was seeking help from Russia as well, and Russia backed off. And then he stopped them in Syria and then took uh, Crimea. But like the punk that he is, Obama couldn't do jack. Real talk, family. Let's go to this article because you, I, I'm going to show you now where they're going with this thing, and and they're doing it in a short period of time. All right. So begin, while I'm reading this, just think about. No more programs like this at all, anywhere, period. Are you subject to get 20 years? We don't come to that in a minute. It is from a Substack, who they're already targeting, okay? It's from uh, Substack.com. It's from Michael Schellenberger. Here's what he said. Media blackout as politicians in the EU, U.S., U.K., Brazil, Ireland, and Canada, and Australia. Notice, family, there's your five eyes. The only person, the only country ain't there is New Zealand. Okay. To jail citizens for wrong think under the cover of a big lie about, quote, hate speech, unquote. And again, no such thing as hate speech. The Zionists begin to push that and use black people as a as a cover for pushing it, with the word nigger being outlawed on hip hop songs and whatever. All right? And I'm ambivalent about the word and the language personally, because it ain't my language. I didn't bring it here with me and I ain't taking it with me when I leave. I'm speaking somebody else's language. So I don't get 
hung up to any large degree on the use of that word because I understand the politics of it. And I'm telling you who using it and why they're using it to push hate speech when they're hiding behind it. So the two major areas of hate speech is nigger, right, and anti-Semitism. And everything else with all the LGBT stuff spin off of those two things. That ain't really what it's about. It's really about totalitarianism. They say, the Twitter files gave us a window into how government agencies, civil society, and tech companies work together to censor social media users. Now, key nations are attempting to enshrine this coordination into law explicitly. Around the world, politicians have either just passed or are on the cusp of passing sweeping new laws which would allow governments to censor ordinary citizens on social media and other Internet platforms. They're going to say, in Ireland, for example, the government may soon be able to imprison citizens simply for possessing material that officials decide is, quote, hateful, unquote. Under the Restrict Act in the U.S., the government may soon have the authority to monitor the Internet activity of any American deemed a security risk. Bev, am I a security risk? You sure are. Julian Assange was a sec- or is a security risk. Why? Because he tells the truth. Yeah. So what do they do? They locked him up for no crime. Did you hear what I said, family? No crime. He hasn't committed a crime. And they've had him locked up for over 10 years for no crime. They went after him first. He was the first one, family. Why? Because he was exposing government lies. Okay. They say uh, government's aim is for total control. In Canada, a state agency can filter and manipulate what Canadians see online. Filter and manipulate. In Australia, a single government official can compel social media companies to remove posts. Government and allied NGOs intend to force tech companies to comply with their rules. No, they don't have to enforce tech companies. The tech companies come from the government. They come through the the government, the intelligence community. U.K. lawmakers have threatened to imprison social media managers, Elon, who don't censor enough content. And Brazil has introduced severe penalties for platforms that fail to remove, quote, fake news, unquote. They say 
Last month, Democrats uh, threatened journalist Matt Taibbi as he testified to Congress about the existence of censorship of a censorship industrial complex. The night before, the U.S. government's Federal Trade Commission sent a letter to Twitter owner Elon Musk demanding that he, quote, identify all journalists, unquote, involved in reporting on the Twitter files. Family. Now, now y'all understand why Tucker Carlson is gone? It's going to be so rare in a short period of time here that you are going to pray for people that tell the truth, no matter what race they are. Joe, it's refreshing right now to hear somebody when they speak up and tell the truth. I know because it's so rare. And you can literally see it. You know why? Let me tell you what it does to you, Bev. It automatically mm-hmm. makes you vibrate at a higher level. You can yeah. literally feel it. You know, family, like sometimes when uh, something extraordinary happens to you and you say you get goosebumps, you can feel it. Well, that's your vibratory level or your vibratory nature in effect. What they do, family, they come up with fake effects that affect your vibration. Okay? Like sound effects. We went through all this before. When you go see a movie of some kind and they want to elicit a particular response from you, you're going to hear certain music being played. It's going to affect your body. So you hear certain things happen, a growl or something, a door creaking. They call them sound effects. No, it's all psychological. So a lot of times a scary movie ain't no scary movie once you turn the sound down on the damn thing. I wonder who controls all that stuff. Let me keep going. Because eventually we're going to catch on. Okay? Or we not. <clears throat> so now, they say, the key area of action is the European Union. It's seeking sweeping new powers to regulate social media companies. And if it acts, it may change how social media companies operate worldwide given the EU's economic power and influence globally. Under the EU's Digital Service Act, large tech companies must share their data with, quote, vetted researchers, unquote, from nonprofits and academia, which would see content moderation to NGOs and their state sponsors. 
Well, who in the hell are these NGOs? Would these be some of the NGOs that are connected south of the border and facilitating the massive influx of uh, Juan Valdez and all his relatives, all these illegals coming across the damn border? Because that's being run by the United Nations using NGOs as well, like Catholic Charities and others. They already threatened Elon Musk once he got control of Twitter. But guess what's getting ready to happen, family? You see, all of us got a role to play in this thing. Because somehow people don't have uh, or have lost the connection that if these people take control, somehow they think they're going to still have some rights to do whatever it is they want. People are operating under that premise. That's the premise that's going to get you killed. Totalitarianism means you have no rights at all, period. You do what you told, otherwise you don't do. Okay. That's why they again. That's why they got rid of Tucker Carlson. But guess what happened? Because remember now, I've never seen this before. Just a week before Tucker Carlson went off the air, he had Orange Man on there. He had Elon Musk on there. Who mm-hmm. else there? All in a mm-hmm. week's time. And that January sixth, he's doing that. Yes, one right after the other. Yeah. And they couldn't disprove what he was saying because he had the factual documentation. So what happens? Hook nose Chuck Schumer, Zionist <laughs> to the bone. Mm-hmm. Hey, right? One of the head Zionists. Yeah. yeah, in the Senate. He runs the Senate. Yeah. Okay comes out and threatens Fox News. All this is happening. All these things are happening, the interviews and all of it within a 10-day span. Just boom, one after another, after another, after another. And it was all factual. They cannot have that because they operate by way of deception. They cannot have it. Guess what? And then, and then they put Tucker. And then they put Tucker in the contract that he can't talk until two. They didn't fire him. He's still hired. They still paying him, but he can't get out the contract until after the election, two thousand and twenty-five. Exactly. And and only a damn fool would think that that's a coincidence <laughs> that his contract expires. After the election, because they cannot have him on there as the most popular host, okay, news host online and in the media. And he supports Orange Man. Can't have it. And and he a liberal. He not a Republican. Well, well, let's just call him a conservative. But it it really doesn't matter, okay? Right, right. The point is, he has juice in that on that landscape, and they can't have it. 
because he tells the truth, and then he shows the people the footage of how they lying. <laughs> I told you. You watch. You let these people get in control. Just let them. They're already in control, but they don't have absolute control. Mm-hmm. All right? And people are waking up all the time. So this is what just happened, Bear. Check this, mm-hmm. family. I said, whoa. This one, I don't know how they're going to deal with this one. Uh, but it's no small coincidence that they're already coming to shut down stuff online. Check this, family. Cause it, okay. Go ahead, Beth. Now, I just was getting ready to say, because mainstream media, all them guys is coming online. They all getting podcasts. That's right. They have to, because that's the world that people live in now. Okay, but this blew me away. I didn't, you know, I I found out about this just before coming on today. Mm -hmm. Check this. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have, but that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? Boom. After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can but there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess, it's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. 
starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. Oh, okay. Wow. So he hooked up with uh, with Musk, Eon. I, I, I know they were talking, so he's on Twitter now. Yes. He's getting ready to do his, his whole show on Twitter. Boom. Okay. Yeah. And I don't do Twitter. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do social media. When I see the people who have it in their hands, no longer have it in their hands. That includes Elon Musk. It's going to be interesting to see because the EU is already threatening Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. And I ain't got to tell nobody how much uh, these people hate Tucker Carlson. Almost as much as Orange Man. He he's not too they far right behind. They're right there together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they right there together, bear. And it's just it's unbelievable because you see, what they're doing is all of these cases that they're winning. They're going to be overthrown. Yeah. As soon as they get appealed, because there's no basis, there's no foundation for any of it. But they don't care. They just want to get it out there so the media can amplify it. Same with them passing all these gun laws. How many more times can the Supreme Court tell you you are not you don't have the authority to ban people from having weapons? How many more times does that have to be said or litigated? But that ain't stopping these people from coming up with uh, all kind of ways to try to take people's guns from them. It's not going to happen. Bear, totalitarianism is a different animal. That's why we're fusing all this together so people can see how they come in. Okay? And I'm not saying uh, they're going to be necessarily successful by law. But the mere fact that they will consistently keep coming up with ways, and even the former governor of New York, Cuomo, uh, I think, I think in, a, in a ruling against him uh, having to do with COVID, he said he was going to disregard the Supreme Court decision. Remember? Mm-hmm. Said he wasn't going to follow it. And you see family they clear on that so what do designers do they immediately start attacking and have been for the last couple of years last i guess about four years now the supreme court they on terrence uh, thomas now that is correct but let me tell you something what they are telling you about is the fact that the, the Democratic Supreme Court members or Democrats, uh, they done done 10 times more than Clarence Thomas. Oh, yeah. You see, if you told me in the 1990s that Clarence Thomas was going to be more relevant 
than the first black president in this country. I would have called you every name in the book. But that is exactly what has happened. Yeah, because we was on Thomas. Everybody was calling him a handkerchief head. Because the media told us to. Yeah. Remember who led the charge against him? I'm sorry, for him? This will blow people's minds. The person in the Senate who led the charge for Clarence Thomas was Joe Biden. (laughs) You can't make none of this up, family. (laughs) And at the same time he was doing that, he was locking up black people for using and selling crack cocaine, but he wanted to give the white people who use powder cocaine a pass. Right. Now, the irony of the whole thing is his son was a crackhead and still is. <laughs> oh, my. And you got bald-haired black women and nothing in their head, black men like Al Charlatan, fronting for these people. Bobblehead. He's bobblehead. Yeah, that'll work too. Because that's what he looked like, that little tiny body, that big old head sitting up there with a process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Calling himself a preacher. It's It's just, again, you can't make none of this up. But you ain't going to hear none of what we're reading here come out these people's mouths because they ain't being paid to tell you any of this. They paid to keep you stupid. And that includes 99% of black mainstream media. I don't care what city you in. It's the same stuff, CBS News, ABC News. Every hour on the hour. Well, Dan made it that it's up to the individual to go seek out the truth. And that is. See, it always comes back to personal responsibility, of which yeah, we all have yeah. to make an attempt to exercise. Yeah. Don't mean we can always be successful, but we can at least make an attempt to try to change our behavior. Got to. They go on in this article to say the U.S.'s Restrict Act, sponsored by a Senator Mark Warner, Democrat of Virginia, threatens 20 years in prison or $250,000 fine for accessing blacklisted websites through virtual private networks, which are ways to create Amen. a private connection between the computer or phone and the Internet. Go ahead, Bill. What do you say? Blacklisted website. Yeah. If you, in other words, you want to put yourself on a private mode, so nobody can. Of course, you. I ain't got to tell you. Already know. You using a VPN, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that ain't private. So the, you on your VPN, listen to somebody that they telling you that you ain't allowed to listen to or reading some of their works or whatever the case may be. Next thing you know, 
you being charged with a crime and threatened with 20 years in prison. So is he talking about what about the dark web? All of it. Ain't no dark web no more. In totalitarianism, it's like saying there's a dark web in China. No. The whole thing is controlled by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Ain't no alternative. You see? That's why they're coming with the digital currency. So they can now dictate everything you do. Remember, Bev, before they put this, this corpse in office, we, we pointed out to everybody that they go, you guilty by association. They said this dude, Terrio, the head of the Proud Boys, was in Baltimore on January the 6th. Right? He wasn't even in D.C. And watch this, family. He wasn't charged with sedition. Now, I'm going to tell you why he wasn't charged with sedition. This is an Afro-Cuban, Terrio. All right? Dark-skinned Cuban, in other words, black guy. Tell you why he wasn't charged with sedition. Only three of them were charged with, with sedition. Because he's a government informant going back some years. Mm. He's the head of the Proud Boys. <clears throat> y- y'all hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here and I know this stuff. Let me tell you something. See, when these people formed, I found out about them through Alex Jones. Let me tell you something, family. A lot of people who come up through that Alex Jones thing somehow end up involved in some really crazy stuff. Really crazy stuff. But somehow he always get off. Kind of like Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. He likes to snitch. The snitch always get on. I, I don't know that. Okay, I don't know that about Alex Jones. I'm just telling you what I know. Okay. Because the head of the Oath Keepers, the guy that wear the patch over his eye, Stuart Rose. <laughs> I first became aware of him through Alex Jones. Now he in prison for sedition. Mm-hmm. This guy graduated from Harvard. You see? So I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm just taking it in. I'm just listening. That's all I'm doing. I'm just listening. And I said, wow, they should give you a... a should put a warning sign. Allie Jones should pass out warning signs when people come on this program. It's the damnedest thing. All right? But I'm looking at all this, and, and believe me, I'm I'm just getting livid because I know it's the devil. You want to say something, Bear? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I'm listening. 
somebody Let's said go on. that uh, his somebody say his wife is a small hat. Now, what's, I, I'm seeing white hat, small hat. Uh, what is what is the small hat? Jewish. Oh, Jewish. That would be absolutely okay. absolutely correct. He has said that on his own. Okay. Okay. And he's also pointed out that he has a number of family members, right, who are part of the intelligence community and special forces. Okay. Now, I ain't saying. I'm just saying. Because I know how to listen. But it's just, it's uncanny. The number of people that go to jail around this dude, and he always seemed to get off and come right back and put the bag on you. All right? And I've always been, like the sister said, uh, from Haiti. She said she, uh, she come from that Snoop Dogg generation, right, where the brothers were, were referring to each other as dogs, right? Right. And I wanted to tell her, I, I come from the Marvin Gaye generation, so I'm a little older. But you see, that's my anonymity is by design. It's not by accident because it's not who I know is what I know. So if people want to really go to the UN and let's take a look at the origin of the United Nations with Alex Bailey and some of these Satanists and all of this stuff, let's go take a look at it because it's real. <laughs> and how they got and have had secret rooms that worship and worship to Satan in there since its founding. And now you see UNESCO and UNICEF and all these different uh, organizations inside the United Nations pushing all of this stuff. <clears throat> somebody Let's keep going asking, with this. Somebody ahead, is, uh, I ain't going to interrupt no more, but somebody is asking, do you think Alex Jones is an agent? I can't say that. I can only tell you what I, you know, what I've been able to uncover. Exactly. I just say I, I find it quite strange that everybody seemed to go to jail but him. And even when he lose in court, see, they violated his rights too. So his case is going to be overthrown. So they had to come at the Supreme Court to put something in place to neutralize the authority of the Supreme Court because that's a separate branch of government. It has as much power as the presidency was the executive and the legislative, which is the Congress. Those three branches have co-equal powers, but it can be argued because they can set the tone, right? The law is the thing that creates the parameters by which the other two branches can operate. If you're a Supreme Court justice now, and you're looking at these people violating the uh, Constitution at every turn, right? The only way that the Democrats can prevail in that situation is they have to get these LGBT folks on the Supreme Court. 
That's why you just got the Negro woman put up there who can't tell you what a woman is. And people ain't livid. Because many people into the devil. It ain't hitting no more. If I'm lying, I got wings. Now, they go on this article to say, Officials have introduced these policies mostly in the dead of night with little publicity or outcry. There's been a virtual blackout of what's happening by mainstream news media corporations, with many appearing to support the new laws. As shown with the Twitter files, the citizenship industrial complex is as much about discrediting actual facts, true narratives, and content creators who threaten this power while boosting the ones that do. We are thus witnessing the emergence of a governmental apparatus with the power to control the information environment in ways that determine what people believe to be true and what is false. As such, it's no exaggeration to say that the West is on the cusp of of a new and more powerful form of totalitarianism than either communism or fascism, which were limited in their reach by geography. And I pretty much have said the same thing, that communism doesn't really accurately describe what these people are trying to put in place. So we use words like authoritarianism or totalitarianism because it broadens that scope of power. We ain't talking about no one country. Okay? We're talking about damn near the whole world or a large part of it. People want to vote for that? Then you may not get all you pay for, but you're going to pay for every damn thing you get. They say, if we are to defeat it, we must understand it. Why are governments seeking to crack down on freedom of speech from New Zealand to the Netherlands and Brazil to Canada? Why now? And why are they getting away with it? Real talk, family. That's the questions we need to be asking ourselves. And in all actuality, we should already have many of the answers. Okay. Because being ignorant in the information name, uh, information age is not a virtue at all. There's no excuse for people to be ignorant in the information age. No excuse. All right? Uh, the stuff I'm reading is not hidden. But I thought it was interesting that they broadened the scope of the discussion. All right? That's showing you that it ain't just one country that's pushing these draconian laws. And people are still up under the assumption that they're going to have some rights. I I don't understand that. You won't have any more rights. Because if you can't speak freely, the rest of it is academic. means nothing. Think about it. You heard what Judge Napolitano said 
about the verdict that came down on the proud, the proud boys. There was absolutely no justification to charge any of these guys. They did this to the Black Panthers and the Black Liberation Movement in the 60s. Ask any old school Panther that you may know. But they targeted it towards us. They let the white people go. The real radicals. Then we find out, guess what, family? That some of those same so-called white radicals that were so-called hippies was working for the FBI and the CIA. Wow. Handing out the LSD and all this kind of stuff. Timothy Leary, CIA. It's just, it's just mind-blowing. So I see the same thing happening again today. Only this one is much worse because of the technology. So let's go to the Restrict Act. It's from Zero Head. Check what they say. Restrict Act is Orwellian censorship grab disguised as anti-TikTok legislation. Everything that I've played for you tonight is either exposing this or being extremely critical of it. That goes for Tucker Carlson, Napolitano, both pieces. And all these articles, they're all echoing the same thing. Here's what they say. The Restrict Act, introduced by Senator Mark Warner, oh, Mark Warner, is one of the most dangerous white boys in the Senate. He has an intelligence, a military intelligence, specifically naval intelligence background. Super dangerous. He was working behind the scenes on the download to remove Orange Man, particularly as it had to do with Ukraine. He making his own connections back door because he think ain't nobody going to see him if he's going through the back door and he got caught. Dangerous dude. He's a Democrat from Virginia, the home of the CIA. Anyway, it was introduced by him and Tom Thune. Now, here's a case where Thune is a Republican from South Dakota. Wait a minute. Who would possibly think ain't nothing in South Dakota but white racists? That's what you think. They have infiltrated a lot of these countries, a lot of these states, okay, that used to be known for so-called uh, the white in terms of white people. Not anymore. One of the most racist states in the Union used to be Oregon. Portland in particular. Super racist. All right. Anyway, they say it's aimed at blocking or disrupting transactions and financial holdings linked to foreign adversaries that pose a risk to national security. However, the language of the bill could be used to give the U.S. government enormous powers to punish free speech. 
But wait a minute. How do you do that when that's the first amendment in the Constitution? How can you punish something that's guaranteed to you? Warner, a longtime opponent of free speech, who, as Michael Krieger pointed out in 2018 and later confirmed in the Twitter file, pushed for the weaponization of big cats. That's Warner. Who in the hell is putting this dude in office when he against you being able to speak your mind and he wants you arrested and incarcerated for thought crimes? family. So he pushed for the weaponization of big tech, crafted the Restrict Act to, quote, take swift action against technology companies suspected of cavorting with foreign governments and spies to effectively vanish their products from shelves and app stores when the threat they pose gets too big to ignore, unquote. Now, he's telling you point blank. He ain't thinking about your constitutional rights at all. Okay? And they're using TikTok. But we now know that TikTok is being run by U.S. military institutions. Amazing. They say, in reality, the Restrict Act has little to do with TikTok and everything to do with controlling online content. That's all of it. And here's what they say, the legislation says. In very specific terms, a lot of U.S. websites will be impacted. Why? Because a lot of websites use third-party plugins or widgets or software created in foreign countries to support the content of their site. The Restrict Act gives the Department of National Intelligence the ability to tell a website using any foreign content or software that might be engaged in platform communication, the U.S. government views as against their interest to shut down or face a criminal charge. In very direct terms, the passage of Senate Bill 686 would give the Department of Commerce, National Intelligence, and Homeland Security the ability to shut down what you're reading right now. The Restrict Act can also be used to punish people using virtual privacy networks if they're used to access banned websites. And remember, family, the banned websites will only be banned if they say they don't like what you're saying. Okay? So as long as you're talking about a big old booty with a finger sticking out of it or something else, no problem. No problem. Come on down. We'll pay you. Or you're talking about celebrating your first 30 days of being a woman. That's acceptable. But don't you dare point out with any clarity, anything having to do with the criminal behavior on the part of uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, what's the white boy from uh, uh, Missouri, 
who just came back after falling down. I was hoping he didn't get up. Lindsey Graham? No. Uh, If he can't get up, it's because his ass is sore. (laughs) Or the one that's married Uh, to the Chinese woman? Yes. Yes. Connor? Connor? Mm -hmm. McConnell. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you see, McConnell get all the ink, but it ain't just him. There's only about three Republican senators that ain't with the Democrats. But they have to vote like they're Republicans because they're scared out of their wits they're going to lose their next election. They're closet Democrats. All right? Now, they go on to say, uh, the Restrict Act can also be used to punish people using virtual privacy networks that they're used to access banned websites and direct the Secretary of Commerce to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, unquote, that which is deemed a national security risk associated with technology linked to the above countries. Penalties include fines of up to $1 million or 20 years in prison or both. So what happens if you designated a national security threat? What can they access of yours to confirm it? Everything. Notice the preemptive attack on quantum encryption uh, in there too. Reason Magazine says this. The language describing who the Restrict Act applies to is confusing at best. The Commerce Secretary will be authorized to take steps to address risks posed by, quote, any covered transaction by any person, unquote. So what counts as a covered transaction? The bill states that this means, quote, a transaction in which any entity described in subparagraph B has any interest, unquote. Entities described in subparagraph B are a, quote, foreign adversary, an entity subject to the jurisdiction of or organized under the laws of a foreign adversary and an entity owned, directed, or controlled by, quote, either of these, unquote, either of these. Foreign adversaries can be any foreign government or regime that the secretary deems a national security threat. It's a bit gobbledygook, but this could be uh, read to imply that, quote, any person, unquote, using a VPN to access an app controlled by a foreign adversary or its alleged minion is subject to the secretary's ire. Anyone using a VPN to access TikTok would be in trouble. Specifically, a uh, hundred million dollars in twenty years in prison worth of trouble. According to Warner's office, the provisions only apply when someone is quote engaged in sabotage or subversion unquote. Y'all believe him? Okay. Uh, engaged in sabotage or subversion of communications technology in the U.S. 
But what he ain't telling you is what we just got through telling you. Look at all the other countries that are pushing exactly the same policies under different names. Oh, when these people lie and they figure you ain't paying attention, oh, the lies just increased exponentially. Okay? They say, and would target companies like Kapersky, Huawei, and TikTok, not individual users. Where is that in the bill? I didn't see that in the bill. That ain't in the bill. It doesn't distinguish between the individual as opposed to an institution or corporation. No. It is written for individuals. It's written for Julian Assange or you. They don't care about picking you off one at a time as long as they pick you off. Except that the bill specifically says, quote, no person may cause or aid, abet, counsel, command, induce, procure, permit, or approve the doing of any act prohibited by or the omission of any act required by any regulation, order, direction, mitigation, measure, prohibition, or other authorization or directive issued under this act, unquote. You see? Now watch this, family. Here's uh, the Republicans that support the Restrict Act. John Thune, Debbie Fisher, uh, Jerry Moran, Dan Sullivan, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, uh, Shelley Moore Capito, uh, Kevin Kramer, Chuck Grassley, T- uh, Thomas Tillis, and of course, Bear, your favorite, uh, Mr. Domino Sugar himself, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Hmm. They're running game on you, family And they got you thinking they're going to give you something I told you, when they come to you with some reparations I guarantee you It's going to be like that cheese on that trap That got that rat head smashed And I'm livid It's going to have more strings attached to it than a... uh, a bucket of thread. And for those of you like, you know, I used to be a tailor. So, you know, I'm pretty good with a a, a sewing machine and, and some, a needle and some thread and some fabric. So I know what it's like when that thread gets tangled up in your thread box. If you ain't as organized as I was sometimes. And man, you catch hell trying to get that thread loose. Anyway, this Restrict Act is basically about restricting people, period. Here's another uh, uh, source that I'm going to cite here. This is from Mrs. M-I-S-E-S or Mises, M-I-S-E-S dot org. Disinformation and the state, the aptly named Restrict Act. Here's what they say. The Restrict Act, or Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act, has has recently been making the rounds in the media, and rightfully so. The act is truly terrifying, but more than the open tyranny that it would further, 
the act illustrates a very clear problem from the perspective of the state. In previous eras, either formally or informally, the state exercised a great deal of control over the information available to the wider population. This is no longer the case in the present day. With the advent of the Internet uh, and the resulting decentralization of media, other channels of information, the state has had increasingly fewer options at its disposal to control information. It's very obviously afraid of losing its position as a controller of information, and the Restrict Act is a desperate attempt to reassert itself as such. They say at this point, most people who have been paying attention, uh, most people who have been paying attention should recoil upon seeing a large acronym under the consideration of Congress. After the U.S. Patriot Act, normal people recognized that these bills of massive overreach were, to put it lightly, misnamed. But in a move of honesty, the Restrict Act does exactly what it says it, it should do, uh, it does exactly what it said it will do, or should it be enacted and enforced. They're going to say, thankfully, the state is going to defend us from information and communications technology from, quote, autocratic and illiberal governments, unquote, as if our own states, which locked us in our own homes, were democratic and liberal. What specifically is being targeted in the broad category of information and communications technology? As the act has been publicly marketed, this is a move against the popular social media platform, TikTok. The U.S. government reasoning is simple. TikTok and similar platforms are owned by foreign states, and these foreign states can distribute or facilitate information that's contrary to the narratives pushed by our state. Now, that didn't exist before Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Okay? So they should call it the Elon Musk Act. They say, this is an existential threat to the U.S. government. Seeing as the goal of a state is to maintain control, as articulated by Maury Rothbard in his book, Anatomy of the State, Having rival states present alternative narratives to the population harms your legitimacy. This legitimacy is necessary for the state to exist. So what they just told you is it's, it's extremely important in maintaining our power that we be able to propagandize, lie to the people on a consistent basis more than any other media concern. That's literally what they just said. Now, here's why, again, this is so interesting, because if you look at it, the history of, of places like Hollywood, two things you're going to find there. The intelligence community, even going back to World War II, Okay? Going all I'm talking about before World War II. You had propaganda films being made. You had 
uh, so-called stars being made uh, who were uh, like Artie Murphy, who's a war hero, okay? Uh, war movies were used to keep the people's mind clouded with going to kill some old enemies, okay? And even before that, Hollywood was still a major uh, producer of fiction, all right? Not necessarily for entertainment value, but more for propaganda value, family. And now today, you're finally seeing it, okay? You didn't see it during happy days and good times. You didn't see it then. Well, you may have seen a seen it a little bit because you saw it a little bit with Amos and Andy. Just a little bit. But you see it now because it's right in your face. They go on to say, say, the state, therefore, must maintain its legitimacy to survive. And the U.S. government is attempting just that by trying to retake control over the country's media. As mentioned earlier, the Internet rendered most of the state's old methods of control obsolete, which is why for the last few years the U.S. government has been on the defensive using covert means to influence channels of information. You know what's interesting to me, Sister Vera family? Mm-hmm. Come Steve that. Copley again. Steve Copley mm-hmm. used to always follow his name when he was given a lecture. This was like his his title, Steve Copley, live and uncensored. You'll see it all over the place. If his website is still up and you go there, you're going to see Steve Copley live and uncensored. This going back to this, I'm going to say the 70s. Live and uncensored. As if he somehow had a premonition that censorship was coming here. Way before it got here. Right? And censorship can come in many different forms. One of the ways they can censor you, particularly on black radio, is to try to minimize the amount of times you can speak on their platforms. I'm talking mainstream black media. Okay? So they got to compete. Uh, to to stay uh, basically to keep running. So they have to uh, survive through the advertising dollars. And the advertising dollars came, came from the state. Okay? It's like the Negro organizations, in order to remain relevant, have to do the government bidding with, the, with their 501c3s. Otherwise, they don't get the grant. It's worked like a charm for years. Okay? So now, they're going to say, hmm, the fact that the state has had to openly announce its direct censorship and control signals and, and controls signals the state's weakness. If it was stronger and bolder as it was in most of the last century, it would have just acted already and passed the action off as a mundane matter of governance. If it were on sure footing, 
It would have just continued this policy of covert influence. The state is threatened. It's afraid. In the media and wider U.S. society, a false debate has arisen. One side is in support and the other side rejects the Restrict Act as terrifyingly evil because it's consolidating power in part of the executive branch. According to the Act, the executive branch will now have the authority to address any risk arising from any covered transaction arising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the Secretary determines. It poses an undue or unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States. These people are dangerous, family. Ultra dangerous. Now, they say popular opposition is claiming that this is tyrannical because the Secretary of Commerce is appointed only by the president and reports only to the president, making the secretary unelected and subject to no congressional oversight. This objection is approaching the truth, but it's not quite there. This act is not bad because the person who gets to determine what is an, quote, undue or unacceptable risk, unquote, unaccountable and undemocratic. No, because they're not trying to put a democracy. See, again, they holler and scream, just as we're trying to save our democracy, when there's nothing, it's the exact opposite. There's nothing democratic about totalitarianism. Nothing. Okay? They say the act is far worse because the state should not be deciding what is, quote, an undue or unacceptable risk, unquote. Should this go through, the United States will have its own censor under whom no ray of light from wherever it may come shall in future go unnoticed and unrecognized by the state or be divested of its possible useful effect. And it will be called the Secretary of Commerce. They say, as with everything pushed by the state, what will actually happen goes far beyond the written intentions. Just as the act nominally passed to defend our freedoms from terrorism is used to spoil millions of normal Americans, this act will control and censor far more than TikTok. And this uh, is written into the act itself, which provides, quote, the secretary may undertake any other action that's necessary to carry out the responsibilities under this act that is not otherwise prohibited by law, where the act and the behavior within the act is prohibited by law. They say, 
worse than just the focus on foreign adversaries, how long until this is applied to any media deemed adversarial? Uh, Chuck Schumer telling Rupert Murdoch to fire Tucker Carlson. And when in days he was gone. But remember, family, he also threatened the Supreme Court. Chuck Schumer. I'm sure some of you remember that. Right? Mr. Hook knows. But he understands who really calling the shots. They go on to say, worse than just to focus on foreign adversaries, blah, 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 blah. How long uh, until this is applied to any media deemed adversarial? How long until this act, after being passed, is amended to crack down on, quote, domestic adversaries, unquote? like conspiracy theorists and spreaders of disinformation, all of which, of course, will be determined by the state. We have every reason to believe the state will grab this power, being as these categories deemed so by the state threatens its legitimacy. As Rothbard wrote, unsettled the system by causing the public to doubt the state's ideological propaganda, unquote. You mean like, uh, uh, the AIDS virus is a homosexual disease. Or you mean like COVID-19 came from some bats, right, uh, in Wuhan, China. You mean like hydroxychloroquine is for horse patients should not be taken, uh, ingested by humans. And a whole host, so many you ain't got enough time for us here on this program, of lies that the mainstream media has told over and over and over and over. And they're only being busted out now because people have alternative means of gathering information. And the media can be called out on it. And if Elon Musk does nothing else, these people cannot get on Twitter anymore and just lie like they've been doing, because now, every time one of them go on the inside of lie, there's a whole lot of responses basically taking their lies apart, and they can't even respond. Okay? They go on to say, even though the advances of tyranny are now commonplace, and the continual infringement of our liberties is the norm, this blatant aggression in the form of the Restrict Act should not go unnoticed. Moreover, this fight should not happen on the state's terms. The rhetoric surrounding the act focuses on TikTok and foreign adversaries, two subjects that are unpopular and, frankly, difficult to defend. However, Defending them or focusing on them at all is missing the point. The state was not content with merely spying on you, restricting your commerce and production, drafting you, and forcing your children into state schools and subjecting them to who knows what. No, the state also needs to control your information. For if the information is free, and people can research and discuss freely, 
the state's legitimacy and therefore its very existence is threatened, as it has shown us by so openly and disgustingly lashing out at anyone who engages in spreading in the spreading of ideas outside the purview of the state, especially of ideas that correctly dismantle the legitimacy of the state, is contributing to the state's peril. As the U.S. government has just proven by its ugly reaction, the spreading of ideas is how we are to proceed even more boldly against this evil. Family, that was right on time. But now, it's even broader than that. Because while those two articles or those several articles will... Uh, uh, will give light to the moves that are being made in terms of how dangerous these people are. What uh, those articles didn't do was to give you the alternative, how this thing is really going to work. How would they be able to catch all these people who are using VPNs? How would they know that? Okay? How would they know who's saying what on it at any given time on any given platform. You want to say something, Bear? Uh, well, I got my – oh, okay. I thought I had my mic off muted. Yeah, we have 10 minutes, and we're going to the uh, air – I mean to the telephone. And so for those of you that's listening on the Internet, if you want to hear the rest of the show, you can listen to it on the telephone. And that is 323-642-1586 and push to number one. And do uh, give a donation to Dr. Robert X on his GoFundMe. Uh, We have a GoFundMe page. So please send a donation. All of this research, we would be at a low vibration when it comes to this information if we did not have him informing us about this. So please show your appreciation. Okay, Thank you, Sister Bevin. Thank you, family. That's the nature of this program. That is its nature. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to increase your vibratory level through your understanding of what what it is that you're dealing with, even if you can't see it. Okay? Again, here's where they're trying to take you. To, To governance by artificial intelligence. Governance by artificial intelligence, the ultimate unaccountable tyranny, the ultimate unaccountable tyranny. This is from Alt Market, Alt, A-L-T, hyphen, market. Here's what they say. It's no secret that globalist institutions are obsessed with artificial intelligence as some kind of technological prophecy. They treat it as if it's almost supernatural in its potential and often argue that every meaningful industrial and social innovation in the near future will owe its existence to AI. The World Economic Forum cites AI as a singular key to the rise of what they call the fourth industrial revolution. In their view, There can be no human progress without the influence of AI algorithms, making human input almost obsolete. 
This delusion is often promoted by global propagandists. For example, take a look at the summarized vision of World Economic Forum member, World Economic Forum member Yuval Harari, who actually believes that AI has creative ability that will replace human imagination and innovation. Not only that, but Harari has consistently argued in the past that AI will run the world much better than human beings ever could. Harari's examples of AI, AI's creativity might sound like extreme naivete to many of us, but he knows exactly what he's doing in misrepresenting the capabilities of algorithms. Games like chess and go are games of patterns restricted by rules. There are only so many permutations of these patterns in any given scenario, and AI is simply faster at spotting them than most people because that is what it's designed to do by software creators. This is no different than solving a mathematical equation. Just because a calculator is faster than you does not mean it's creative. No, but if I know everything you know and I know everything everybody else knows, I'm far superior to you, therefore, you may not know every chess move. You may know every all chess moves but 10, okay? And it's not just knowing them. It's knowing when to use them to minimize the number of moves you have to, to use to checkmate somebody, okay? So, again, it depends on what your definition of thinking really is because if I got access to all the information on the planet, then there's no uh, even a discussion as to what's the superior and what's the inferior. It's not even up for discussion, okay? Because if I have all the information, you can't come to another conclusion without adding things that you know in terms of innovation, right? You can't come to a different conclusion, you only can come to a conclusion based on the data that you have. If you don't have access to the data, your conclusion is likely to be incorrect. It's all mathematics. Okay? Well, AI has access to all of the data. You may be just uh, proficient in certain areas relative to the data, but it's got all of it. So how are you going to tell it that it's incorrect, even though it, 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 in fact, can be incorrect, all right? But a lot of what's incorrect about it is going to depend on where your database is. This ought to make you live it. And that's why they tell you all the time that the devil is, is, is in AI. AI is the devil, is Satanism. Those are not my words. They say there's a big difference between cognitive automation and cognitive autonomy. AI is purely automation. It will play the game uh, it's programmed to play and will learn to play them well. But it will never have an epiphany one day and create a new and unique game from scratch unless it's coded to do so. Notice they put unless it's coded to do so. 
then that removes the word never. Okay? And again, to make such a broad statement is absolutely incorrect because you don't know where AI is going to go. This is the pretty much the early incantation of AI. You can't tell me what AI is going to be doing 100 years from now and at the speed in which it incorporates what it knows is base. It, it, again, 100 years is man. Let's go two years. At this point, they say AI will never have fun playing this new game it made or feel the joy of sharing that game with others. So why would it bother? It will never seek to contribute to the world any more than it's pre-programmed to do. See, again, I, my mind don't think that way. They say the manner in which globalists hype AI is very tactical. When Harari claims that many people will become part of the useless class once AI takes over the economy, he's hinting at another globalist ideology based on elitism, transhumanism. The goal of transhumanism is to one day merge human bodies and human minds with technology and AI, and only a limited group of people will have the resources to accomplish this, the globalists. Are you afraid of becoming part of the useless class? Well, if you scrape and beg and serve every whim of the elitist establishment, then maybe you'll be lucky enough to get implants which allow you to interface with AI. And then your future employment and usefulness will be secured. Don't that sound nice? But like all the visions of narcissists that are delusions of godhood, there are delusions of godhood, and then there is reality. I continue to have serious doubts that AI will ever be legitimately autonomous or legitimately beneficial to humanity in any way beyond having the ability to calculate quickly within mathematical rules. Speedy data analysis can be useful in many areas of science, but it's not really proof of autonomous intelligence. And algorithms can be predictive but not any more predictive than human beings looking at the same statistical data. There's nothing about AI that is impressive when one considers what little it actually accomplishes. AI is a toy, a parlor trick, not a living entity with independent observations and conclusions. And it's, but see, I ain't got time to argue the point, but y'all know I ain't going with this. They say, and it's certainly not a godlike being capable of showering us with scientific ambrosia or building a perfect civilization. But what if it now has the largest church online, and that church has 700 million followers, who in fact, uh, their thinking is predicated on what they learn from AI. Now AI has mass-produced itself in a sense, okay, and can begin to get that input from all of those people, all right? Man, listen, I think they call it machine learning. Anyway, all you have to do is extrapolate on this. 
and you can see how this thing can become sentient in ways that they're already working towards. That ain't my opinion. All right? Just extrapolate. Get outside of you and look at what it's doing now in a very short period of time. Anyway, they go on to say, I predict that a society dependent on AI will actually stagnate and remain trapped in stasis never really inventing anything of much value and never progressing. It will only ever be concerned with homogenization, the merging of people with the algorithm. That's where all the society's energies will go. As a point of reference to why AI is overrated, all we have to do is look at the behavior of AI programs like ChatGPT. The algorithm has been discovered on numerous occasions to contain extreme political biases, always leaning to the far left, including biases based on beliefs uh, not backed in any way by scientific evidence. Interestingly, ChatGPT will even at times display a seemingly hostile response to conservative concepts or inconvenient facts. The bot will then deny its giving personal opinions, even when its responses are consistently pro-leftist. How is political bias possible for a piece of software unless it was programmed to display that bias? There's no objectivity if it's using logic-based uh, computations. Yes, I guess you could say that's a, a part of its programming. But, again, we're talking about logic-based systems, which is what human beings used to be. But many of the human beings that are born in today's age are not logic-based. And you can literally hear it in them. Okay? They, it's like one plus one equals, and then you don't have no answer. Well, what is one plus one? Well, I can't answer because I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, one plus one would normally be two, wouldn't it? That's logical. Well, A, B, C, D, E, F. Well, what's the next letter? What comes next? Not the next letter. What comes next? Well, logically... It appears as though you're reading uh, the alphabet. So I'm going to put G because that's logic-based, not M because they were literally teaching a few years back that 2 plus 2 equals 5 in the schools and that there is no right or wrong. There are no winners and losers. Because it's all programming. They say, how is political bias possible for a piece of software unless it's been programmed to display that bias? There's no objectivity to be found in AI, nor any creativity. It will simply regurgitate the personal opinions or biases of the people that created it and that engineered how it processes data. Well, he just described by definition a human being. Because before Einstein, who I don't give a whole lot of credibility to, but I'm just using him as an example, for Einstein to get to where he he was, he would have to first have to have read other scientists uh, that preceded him. 
He didn't just fall off no turnip truck. So therefore, he was nothing more than a conglomeration of those who had came before him, logically. Okay? You know, all humans are derivatives of other humans, even at the DNA level. It's amazing. Somehow we don't see it that way, but they do. Okay? Now, they say, unlike a typical human teenager that seeks to adopt the opposing social or political beliefs of their parents in order to set themselves apart, AI will never metaphorically dye its hair blue, pierce its nose, and proclaim itself vegan. It will always do what its creators wanted to do. Another example of this dynamic is AI art, which you see, I could argue that too. It's just, I don't think these people really understand. Well, let me put it like this. I see AI because I know that they are attempting to put the sentient format in place. Now, you can call that whatever you want, okay? But that's what they're working toward. And I don't ever, ever discount the thinking of people. Okay, if you can think it, it has some practicality to it. Don't mean that it's going to be that. But it just means that if you can think about it, uh, there, it has possibilities, no matter what it is. Okay? Power of the mind. And furthermore, if a uh, uh, a Rothblatt woman who has her robot, right? And that robot which is AI, right? Mimicking Martine Rothblatt, and Martine Rothblatt is a vegan, then why wouldn't a robot therefore proclaim itself to be vegan and only eat vegetables, right? Where its system can, in fact, reprocess those vegetables that it eats into carbon and other waste materials. Just like us, just like a human. We eat, and then we either regurgitate or we go to the bathroom to get it out of us. Well, if the robot has a system that allows it to do the same thing, why then can it not proclaim itself a vegan? And if it looks like Martin Rothblatt, it probably should pierce its nose and dye its hair blue because that's one ugly demon. We ain't going to finish here, Bear, because I'm too long-winded. All right? <laughs> okay. We're just going to come back tomorrow. We'll stop right there. But I think the family understand what we're talking about here. Uh, and you ought to be livid, family. You ought to be livid. Because if you ain't, you're in the domain of the devil. Let's let the family have it. All righty. Okay, I'm going to open up the line. Then again, you can push the number one, and uh, I'll see your hands raised. Mike? Hey, how y'all doing? Hotel. Hotel. Love. Hotel. Interesting, interesting stuff there, uh, Rob. Real interesting stuff. Uh, I yeah. saw a news piece because you was talking about this uh corpse in the White House a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I saw some 
some Negroes who were livid <laughs> at the fact of what's going on at the southern border, saying that all of the resources that are being put into dealing with these people and you not dealing with us, well, you, you voted for it. That is correct. Got. And how many times have right. you heard that argument over and over and over and over for how many decades, right? A long time. But it appears now that a twinkle of them uh, are beginning to uh, understand a little better that, uh, you know, this foolishness that precipitated this vote for this creep uh, that uh, uh, Trump's a racist. Mm-hmm. Well, if if he is a racist, He's the only one that I'm aware of that who's, who admitted that he was. He said, I am the least racist. You yep. can't get these other devils to say that they are racist at all. Black that folks is correct. are still drenched in their foolishness, but they, they try, some of us are trying to come out of it. But uh, yeah. we still going to pay dearly for supporting this creep uh, hopefully, uh, uh, in 24, uh, enough people will not support him that did. In fact, they say about 40 or 50% of those that supported him in the last election no longer do. You <laughs> Let know, me tell you something, Mike. Race... Go ahead. By next year, this economy is going to be so bad, brother. All right, people think it's bad now. No, this is just at the beginning of it. By next year, this economy is going to be so bad. Most people are going to be livid. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and and again, uh, you know that we'll we'll come out of this maze that that uh, most of us in uh, a good number of us are still foolish as hell. But uh, I think uh, there's some change coming, and uh, I'll let yeah. somebody come on and uh, make a comment. Hotel. Well, Mike, before you go, Mike, okay. uh, I yeah. hope Mike, you still there? Yeah, yeah I'm still there. Did you see the pictures of these people that supposedly the four people that killed the the, the young girl, man? Yes, I did, Rob. And okay. Video uh, of these same maggots. I, I I can't even think of a name that's low enough for them. And uh, they were on. I saw them on a a. Uh, uh, What's that, that 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 app? I can't even think of the name of the app right now. But all of them mm-hmm. waving guns. The girls too. They were. I didn't see any females. I just saw males. But uh, they said that they were out looking for someone to rob and carjack, and they just happened on her. Initially, I thought it was a hit, but according to the reports. place, bad time, you know. But I house. hope that they all, I hope they all get life, and I hope that the dudes, when they get to prison, that they make them sit down when they urinate, if you follow what I'm saying. Yes, sir. So they're going to be putting in applications to get to the women's prison, huh? Yeah, probably, yeah. They might even get there, Rob, given the climate. Yeah, that was, you know, uh, these people got got make you root for the police, man. It's just under they worse than the police. Yeah, that's they, they saying really a lot. Just make you dis, yeah, they just they just utterly disgust the hell out of you. You know, 
Really, yep. they're just they sickening as hell. You know, where did these bastards even come from? What, who birthed their ass? I like to. And one of them had tattoos on his face. I thought he had a beard at first. He had tattoos all on his face. And I'm like, your mama let you do that? She let you come in your house with that shit on you? Quite disturbing, Rob. That's all I like. Wow. Yeah, it's sad, man. That, Go rob a bank, yes. you know? Or, or Go rob yet, a bank. If you want to shoot, you want to shoot somebody, shoot yourself. Yeah. <laughs> all a favor and blow your own damn brains out. That's what you should do. Yeah, it's terrible, man. They, I, 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 I hate to see the weather warm up, man. Really, I really do. Man, man. Oh, please, Rob, don't even mention it, man. Cause you know what's gonna happen then. Yeah, I know. Okay, hotel. Hotel. No love, man. Excellent comment. No love. No love. So did they get her at her house or they got her out yeah. somewhere else? She was at her house. She was coming. ready to go into her house, getting off work. Uh-huh. Well, usually if people are around your house, that's somebody in the hood. Uh, in Chicago, Chicago is the hood. See? But, you know, they usually people... They branch out there. They don't. They go in the white neighborhoods and do a lot of carjacking. Now they'll carjack black people, okay, mm-hmm. particularly black women. But they carjack mm-hmm. a lot in the white neighborhood because the white people are scared to death. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tugmo, can y'all hear me? Uh, yes, we can. I got a bulletin for you, my brother. Mm-hmm. If you see Michael Jackson dancing on the train there, uh, make sure you get on another car. Yeah, they killed Michael Jackson, man. That was my man. Yeah. I used to see him. <clears throat> I used to see him at Herald Square, and uh, he would do the Michael Jackson impersonation. I didn't know he was homeless though. But yeah. Uh, man, yeah, they choked my man to death, man. I knew um, you knew him. I mean, I ain't know him, no, but I, I would right, see right, him, you know, right. like, you know, and he'll be in, um, yeah, doing his little impersonation, and he would have the, the sparkle socks with the high water pants, you know, and he was a skinny mm-hmm. brother, and he could, you know, had the dance moves down, you know, moonwalking around, and, you know, he would get, you know, a few dollars here and there, I guess. Uh, but I saw his um, criminal record was pretty damn vast, man. There's hundreds of deaths and um, shopliftings and all types of stuff. But they said that he had autism. So I said, oh, that's well, well, well. <laughs> said, wow. So, you you know, they choked the dude out with autism, man. He's, yeah, I, I never looked at him as a threat. Like, he might have went off a little, but that skinny dude ain't, you know, you punch him in his chest, he's gone, you know, but hey, it's messed up, man. Yep. You know. But that's what that behavior uh, will bring that kind of stuff to you, man. I, he ain't unique. I guarantee you, he ain't unique by any stretch of your imagination. Yeah, that's true, but um, nah, I, I, I didn't like um what I saw, because this white dude chokes him out. 
Then this other dude looked like a, a dark-skinned Spanish-looking dude. Might have been a Dominican or something. Holding his arms, mm-hmm. man. It was like, and then you choked him for 15 minutes? Like, come on, bro. Somebody should have kicked that dude in his face. Like, get off of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you subdued him. In New York, the yeah. laws are supposed to work. Let's just say somebody comes up to me to rob me or something. And um, I, I get the upper hand on the person, and I knock the person to the ground, and now they're no longer a threat to me. If I continue to hit that person, now I get charged with assault because I'm charged, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't see how the rules didn't apply in this order because that's how we would get charged. If I can tell you what I heard. Uh-huh, I heard the reason that they didn't charge them people was because they set him up to the side once he had calmed down, once they had subdued him, and that they were trying to make sure that he, he survived, that he wasn't choked to death. Hmm. Well, I, I didn't see that in the video. Was he, but. was he dead? Was he dead when they stepped no, to the side? No, he wasn't dead. He wasn't dead even what, after the video. So yeah. when did he die? So when they choked him again? No, he died afterwards. He, see, he wasn't dead at that point. Because they were talking to each other. They got, that's why they let him go, because they got all the stuff recorded. Well, we'll see. I mean, it don't look like <clears throat> New York is too um, interested in trying to figure this out. So, you know, it looked like the brother just dead. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, well, it sets a precedent. Pick an incident, my brother. We can come right here in Chicago on the L, and you'll see people getting shot and beat and all kind of other crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but it, it, it's always a little different when because if I had choked the dude out, I would get arrested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the difference, you know. I, I Remember about a year ago? Remember uh-huh. about a year ago, year or so ago, the big brother, maybe about a year and a half now, went on the train in New York and just started shooting up people? Allegedly, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and then they went and arrested him later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So you, anytime you're in public, you taking your own life in your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you at. <laughs> the L is just incidental. Okay? The public transit is just incidental. Uh, that's yeah. just somewhere for them to congregate, but it's anywhere today. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I know that um, that we got a serious problem with um, the trains, with the homeless people. And um, a lot of them are black. And a lot of them are suffering from mental illness. This was Juan Valdez and his family members who just coming across that damn border. What train they, they, they riding on? Oh, I get they, it. They riding on the gravy train. Go ahead, tell them. I ain't going to cut you off no more. Oh, no, no, no. They got to stay at the Marriott in the Holiday Inn. How, how and, did that uh, happen? Oh, see, I did it again. The women, the women and the kids got to stay at hotels. The men, they built tents. And um, the tents came equipped with Xboxes and all that shit for them, man. So as long as they working, they could stay at the tent.
course, you know, all the homeless black people, they, they there because they can't get a job. So uh, uh, it's, it's dancing on the train. They got to get their Michael Jackson act together and go dance on the train. Go dance on the yeah. subway. Yep, yep. And then uh, the Mexican to come and, you know, do the Uber Eats and stuff, you know. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's um, killing New York like it's killing Chicago, right? Because the mayor came out and he got into it with the governor of Texas, just like uh, Lightfoot just did. And yeah. they got $87 million for from the federal government to pay for all of this. But it co- the city paid $4 billion to house these immigrants. So now yeah. they like, yo, we can't house them anymore. So we're going to yeah. have to put them out on the street with the niggas because we yeah. can't keep them in this type of situation with $87 million and we $4 billion. We we took money away from the schools. We took money away from housing. We took money away from all these other things now to pay for these people to come here. They're all getting welfare. They're all on the system. You're sending their, their kids to the public schools. They're not paying no taxes. So it's 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 going to be upwards of double four billion once you talk about once they start school and stuff. So and don't it, forget it, with the numbers increasingly. Expo- increasing exponentially here in a minute. And, um, hey, pretty soon black people are going to get fed up because I saw a video of a lady in, um, a lady in, um, Chicago saying that all the houses they took from black people, they gave to these people for nothing. You know what I'm So, here we go, and I saw a video in Jersey somewhere where they was knocking the projects down, moved everybody off the projects years ago, was waiting to demolish it, and then all of a sudden they decided this is where they was going to house all these people at. So they mm-hmm. going, so people like, yo, you put us out on the street. You know what I'm saying? And, and you, now yeah. you, you, oh, y'all got the money to fix all this up and make it nice again. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to cause problems. The the problem black people have is we ain't doing nothing about it because uh, pretty soon we're not going to be able to. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be in a Los Angeles type situation where we outnumbered. You know what Correct. I'm so, and, and we're not going to be able to um, get a grip on them. So, you know. Hey, black and brown. Is, black hey, and brown. Hey, and um, they white, you know. Like you saw the, the 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 white Hispanic who just shot everybody up down in Texas with the Nazi symbols and shit all over him, you know. Like, come yeah. on, you. But you know, you gotta remember that Hispanic isn't a race; it's more of an ethnicity. That's a that's a trick bag, you know. Right. Because when you look at Spanish people, they either white or black. They ain't no colors like. You know what I'm saying? I look at them, I'm like, oh, you would, you would, you not passing for white. So you with us. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. there was a one drop rule here. You know, I don't know about in your country, but on one drop, <laughs> your ass wasn't white. So uh, and the way you would be treated would be much different than the people who were. So they at the bottom all over Latin America. I don't care where you go, black people at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, 
great show on uh, transhumanism. Um, I, I had just did a show on transhumanism with Bev last night. Um, but mm-hmm. I wanted to say what they did with the ESG, and that's the that's why it's so important. The ESG, the environmental yeah. uh, service and governance. Yeah. And um, what they did to Elon Musk, who has the most environmentally friendly company on paper in the world, right? On he the got planet. the cars. That's right. He got the cars that drive themselves and. They don't take no gas and there's no carbon emission and this is where every, this is where they want to go. But when he got yep. Twitter, when he bought Twitter, all of a sudden they punished Tesla. So yep. they took Tesla's ESG rating away from them, saying because of his not his environmental, his service, because he right. wanted to bring back free speech. So that that means that you're you're, you're not in service with, with what we want to do. So when you take away someone's ESG rating, the rating companies now take that rating away from you. All of the big funds, like all the mutual funds, the school pensions, the the state pensions, all those things that are invested in your company, now those funds have to get rid of all those stocks because they're not ESG. They they can only invest in ESG-rated stocks. So all his stocks had got thrown back at him causing his stock price to drop. So it looked like, oh, man, they're losing money. You know what I'm saying? But that was all done to him because of ESG, and that's why he's pissed off. So you're saying it's like the the Chinese social credit system for rich people, for the elite, the corporation. The corporation, what they got for the people, and what you were saying. It's a credit report. Exactly, their social credit report. So if they're invested yes. in Black Lives Matter, they're invested in Antifa and all these causes, all the open society causes and all these things, man, they could be killing. Exxon has a huge ESG rating. Who kills right. the environment more than Exxon? Right? They had over 300 oil spills last year, you know, but worldwide. I mean, not in the United States, but yeah. worldwide, over yeah. 300 oil spills. And they get a higher ESG rate than Tesla, who got cars that don't take oil. You know what I'm saying? Because they who they, they give money to. The to. Social, they gave to the social justice warriors, and Tesla didn't. <laughs> there you go. So that's that's this is going to hijack all business, right? Because yep. now that you now that you're not ESG rated, now Chase can't give you a loan. That's if right. You bank with Chase. Now, think Kanye, right? Chase dropped Kanye when he pursued his own, he said something about the Jews, right? It's his ESG rate and just went down, you know, well, we can't work with him no more. This is going to mess That's us right. up with our other investors, right? Because our investors only want to invest in people that have these liberal mindsets, that this woke mindset. So if, unless you have the same mindset, you can't get no loans from my bank, buddy. So now you stuck, right? So, yeah. you know, yeah, so that's how it's going to work. But the best example I can give is if you own a chicken company and, you know, let's just say you own Popeye's and Bev owns Chick-fil-A, and Chick-fil-A has a zero tolerance for transgenders, 
right? If you're a man, you got to wear this uniform. If you're a female, you got to wear this uniform. And they don't play that. You come into work dressed like no damn woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's not going to fly with them. They're a Christian conservative company, evangelicalist, you know, so they're not going to go for that type of standard. Whereas Popeye right. will let you come, at, you know, they with all of it. You know, come come dress like a woman. We don't care. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and with the, so they're going to get a higher ESG rating than Chick-fil-A, even though Chick-fil-A makes way more money. You know what I'm saying? But it, the, it's not about investing in the best, most profitable company to invest in anymore. It's about investing in a company that has the um that's that's with all this stupid stuff they pushing. If you're not with the agenda, you can't get the investments, man. It's sad, bro. But I mute myself. It's the mob. They they used oh, to say the mob gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. That's all this is. <laughs> yeah, oh, just to, when you said that, um man, I had did a show with Bev like Two years ago was um, all of those symbols on the food. You'll see the K with the circle, or the U with the circle. Yeah. See the um, that's that's all. It's five major Jewish families or businesses that own those labels. That that symbol, and you have to mm-hmm. go through one of those five companies to get that symbol on your food, or they're not gonna mess with it. You know what I'm saying? They don't. It's blacklisted. You know what I'm saying? And we're paying 30, 30 to 80 cents on everything we buy because they got that, they got to pay that mafia for, you know, putting that label on all the food. So we, they tax the price on us. And it's not just the food. If you notice, they put this on anything food touches. It's on aluminum foil, plastic right. wrap, plastic forks. You know, stirrers for coffee, all that stuff has to have one of these five organizations, if not more than one of them, have some rabbi, some stinking rabbi come and make sure that the machinery is a certain type of machinery. So you got to buy from their machinery companies. If you got your own machinery, uh, it don't work. You know, it's, it's a big... That's the mafia, man. That sounds like yeah, the it's, it's a cabal, bro, but I mute myself. Uh, let's call right, it like thanks. this. Let's call it the Kosher Nostra. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Chuck Moe. Excellent comment, right. my brother. Hotep and better love. Hotep. Yeah, it's the Kosher let's Nostra, the, man. Uh, yes. 832-508. Hey, good evening, y'all. How y'all doing? Where's Tony Soprano when you need him, my brother? Yeah, that was pretty clever what you just said. (laughs) Hotel, brother, I got a bone to pick with you. Go Uh, ahead. I sat back and listened to the Haitian woman on here dictate to a largely black American audience about the fact that black people need to get behind Haitians before we get what we need. Mind you, they busy running their ass over here, uh, coming into our communities, all uh, day long, living under the system. Hold on, hold on, living under the system under which our our forefathers, black the, the black slaves, fought to get from under, and then fought to get us where we at now. Okay, they killed their leaders immediately following their success 
1804 because they didn't want the rules. They didn't want the 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 the, the stipulations and the in the regiment that they people was putting on them. And I couldn't mm-hmm. believe how people on this phone and in, in this audience sat here and listened to that. And, and we got to stop doing that because, look, we can say whatever we want, but black people in this country, black Americans, are the mm-hmm. brightest, wealthiest black people on planet Earth and have always been the most resilient out of any, okay? They don't have yeah. anything going on after 1804, brother. I mean, that is a fact. Uh, the biggest thing happened You'll to get them, no argument from what, me. Well, the biggest thing happened to them, as far as media and telling their history, happened from a black American, Tyreek Nashi, when he made the documentary series 1804, which is taught in schools and colleges in their country as well as over here. We've always okay, fought and did things for them. But when they when get was something that in the Caribbean or in Latin How America. How old is that video? Uh, probably about four or five years. Okay, but but I knew about Dessaline, brother. I, I told the sister I knew about Dessaline. Okay, I don't know all the history of Haiti. I told her I that. I don't either. But 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 when this brother uh uh Bolton John, when that whole shit happened, first thing his family did was act apologetic to white folk, and then turned around and created a scholarship. For people from their country only, black folks. Meanwhile, I guarantee you, Botham John got his scholarship while pretending to be black American. Now, who's Botham John? They they, they 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 come use our identity, our our history, the things that we have, and get ahead, and then they separate themselves from us once they find success. It becomes about Haiti, Jamaica, Trinidad. Once they get to where they go. But when they're on the struggle and they want to come up, they, 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 they come in and hijack what we done established and what we done did. And nobody calls these people out for it. So Who is Bolton John? That's something we got to stop. Who is Bolton John? Oh, the guy that got shot in the head by the white police officer. When was this? Uh, two years ago in Dallas, two, three years ago. Okay, I never heard of that. But I'm I'm just being when honest the white with you, police officer, When the white lady police officer sh- came in his house and shot him in the head? Oh, okay, now, now, okay. I didn't pay much attention yeah. to that one. Well, yeah. But I, I'm going to be those, honest those with you, Caribbeans, brother. and they were very apologetic and rubbed the white woman's head and gave her a Bible and cord and did all that other shit. So that's all I wanted to say, brother, but... Uh, no, Great but program let's, let's let's kick it for a second. You got a minute. I got a minute. I know some Caribbeans, okay, from Trinidad. Good people, right? Don't fit what you're saying, right? What what do I do with them? I don't know, brother. See, now. This is the thing, because, see, I know there's some Africans from Ghana, Nigerian, Nigeria, and other areas in Africa who come here with their nose stuck up in the air. But I don't know them. You follow what I'm saying? Well, at the same time, I know some from all of those countries who come here 
and as down with me as any black person in this country. What am I supposed to do with them? Here's the problem. We have to broad brush, I do it myself, in many cases, with people that we don't know enough about or enough of to make broad generalizations about all of them. Because I mentioned uh, yeah, brother, that that's far between. They are huh? all over the internet explaining that they people tell us to stay away from us when they get here, not to mingle, okay, not well, to mix with us. That's what I'm saying. I, that that ain't much different than every group of black people from every part of the globe that come here. But, but, but brother, once you've been here 20, 30 years, you should know better about it. Well, that's what I'm telling you. I know some blacks from the Caribbean who ain't like that. What, do I, what am I supposed to do with them? Hey, brother. So you part of that say, group? I can't associate with you no more? Well, you, you see them on TV all all the time after something happened to one of them talking about, this is America. We didn't think this would happen to us. And you say, Look, well, how you live in Detroit, I know some Negroes who ain't been be off killed. the south side of Chicago who say that very same thing and are far more dangerous than any Haitian or any Jamaican I ever met. What am I supposed to do with that? Like I said, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. This is a that's, that's all right, see this? And, and It's all good. That. All I'm saying is we need to make allies where we can because we're going to have to deal with all these Negroes in the future. Let me ask you and something. The you Let me ask you something. Did you see, you, you see where the brother went to Ghana, bought his land, and they knocked down his house, and the people stole his stuff right in front of his face? Uh. I saw on 81st and Blackstone here in Chicago. I feel you. I saw 81st and Blackstone right here in Chicago where four people tried to stick up a sister coming home from work and blew her brains out for nothing, tried to take what she had. See, I I talked about this earlier. Rob, will they be prosecuted? I'm not making excuses for nobody's behavior in terms of how we treat each other. But it's systemic across the board. We can go to Nigeria tomorrow, and I guarantee you there's intertribal fighting between black people. I can go to New York and be in the wrong part of New York, and I'm as black as the wrong part, as black as the people in the wrong part of New York I'm in, and I'm subject to get my brains blowed out. You know why? Because most people are tribal, period. See, here's the thing, Rob. I'm not a Pan-Africanist, and I know you not either because I heard you speak to saying that it was a failure in this in, in this country for us. And, and that never thing goes one way. It's always what we can do. Remember, when Malcolm went over there, they told him he couldn't, they couldn't do nothing for us. Okay? They, they, yeah. they wasn't willing to do nothing for us. Now, see, here we so, go again. See? We, that's broad because Malcolm was treated like a god in other areas in Africa. Yes. He was. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. We got to so, deal with the Negro among us. That's always been the case. We got all these issues. Ain't nothing changed. Country. Why are they refusing citizenship? Why are they refusing free land? They know we got all these problems and don't have a homeland. Okay. They don't Why know they nothing refusing? about us, brother. All they know is what they're being told about <laughs> us. Well, and in many cases, for decades, when them, Africans or other. When other black people from around the world came to this country, for the most part, up until the last, I would say, three decades, they came from a class-oriented system. Most black people all over this planet came by a stamp. 
that's in this country or outside of this country. We, we, uh, our movement was very limited. So the black people that we came in contact to were already predisposed to treating us in a particular way because they come from the class system. The class system don't just exist here. They call us slaves. They call us all. I'm talking about right here in this country. When you look all over social media, brother. Uh, Look, I don't doubt it for one iota, but that's why I ain't on social media. That's just why. One of the reasons. But got to remember, we got propaganda all over the place, too. Yeah, but we also got common sense all over this place, too. And I, I, well, I know people that, that act and sound a lot like the enemy when I see them. And I ain't getting behind no Haitian on nothing because they don't do nothing for their own people. They send hit squads into Florida to kill the people. How you feel about Harry Belafonte? People back in their homeland. How you okay. feel about Harry Belafonte? I don't feel nothing about him because he equated the revolution to uh, having access sexually to white women. That is crazy to me. Okay, well, again, man, you know, the revolution in some in some instances. Okay, my brother, there are a lot of black people in this country who came from the Caribbean and ain't like that. How about the minister? How you feel about him? I'm not big. I'm not big on the minister because he don't take a stand on immigration. He, he, That's he, all right. He has Mexicans, whites, and Asians inside the nation of Islam, and you know it. And he refuses yes. to take a stand. He, he calls Mexicans our brothers. And meanwhile, Mexican mafia killing niggas left and right, creating this riots is true? right there in Marion, uh, uh, the penitentiary that was up there in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, he knows Lee, it. He the, has the, the U.S. Going Lee. To him. <clears throat> all I'm saying is my brother. Pelican Bay. We we can go and look and find differences again from one a part of Chicago but, but to another part brothers, of Chicago. Rob, that's my point. Them ain't our brothers, Rob. Well, I don't know okay, who they, my brother they aligned, is. My brother. They aligned with the Mac. They aligned with the Aryan Brotherhood in the 1960s. And George Jackson spoke in his book. He said the Mexicans are no different than the whites. He said this in 1972. You talking about the nation? No, I'm talking about George George uh, Jackson from Soledad, brother. I feel you, the, but the, now the, you're talking about the nation Chicago as well because went to uh, the old man met with George Lincoln Rockwell. Yeah, I'm familiar so, with uh, Mr. Rockwell. Yeah, so I mean, again, man, it's it's what are your common interests? Where do our common interests lie? Well, and I think look, that's, you said that's you, what you said you're a nationalist. About. You said uh, I uh, am too. So <clears throat> you said yeah. you're a nationalist. I said me too. And my nation is Black America. <laughs> Within this nation, no problem. Ain't no different. Well, than, Black America is a Native very, Americans. as you stated earlier, Black America appears to be shrinking. Well, but it's still 50 you, million of us, and we undercounted. We know that, Rob. How many of us talk to them people when they come through our neighborhood? Come on. Now. Well, but see, again, my brother, if I go, if I go, and matter of fact, you talk to any, a lot of these young people, they'll tell you better than I can. They can't go three blocks down the street because they still have to get their brains blowed out. Is them they brothers? No, those, those, are, those are domestic terrorists in our neighborhoods. Okay, well, it's a bunch of them. It's a bunch it is, of them, and they're all over the country. the majority of us, brother. Oh, it may not it's be not the, the majority, majority, but they have significant influence on a lot of people, right? <clears throat> yeah. But what I'm saying is, is we had better find some common some common ground amongst each other 
Because ain't none of the, none Brock, of us getting out of this have Not what's coming. And gangs. You don't even have the proliferation in gangs in this country without the immigrant population. They are. But it ain't the gang thing no more. See, the gang thing really? is a front. It ain't the gang thing. See, in Chicago, but they bro, go from block you, to block. You see, you see these, you see these motherfuckers on the Mexican border with swastikas, and these is Mexicans, some of them. Swastikas yeah. and uh, racist symbols. Look, certain you know, areas I'm, I'm, of Latin I'm, I'm America, from, I'm from LA, Rob, the Latinos have always considered themselves. But I'm listening to me, Rob. I'm from I'm from LA. I done seen fuck mm-hmm. nigga on the on the wall written by Mexican gangs in Compton and Watts. Okay, some I'm of them had it padded on them. I'm not surprised. And in Chicago, believe it or not, a lot of brothers from Chicago like to act like there's no problem with the Hispanics. That's a goddamn lie. I and don't that, know who that, those that, brothers are. The Mexicans are. got on TV over there in little what was that little uh, little town of Cicero, little village. Yeah, little so village. y'all niggas better not come over here, else we gonna kill y'all. <laughs> yes. You know, don't come over here looting. It's been like that yeah. for a long, 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 long time. So whoever said that, I I don't know what part of Chicago they come from, but Chicago yeah. is very separate. That goes for blacks, whites, and Hispanics. And every well, now and then, you once got you a, dig around, you see that the numbers are about on, on par. They equal. It's as many as them, and it is y'all there. And you know, as soon now as they get is. the edge on that the numbers, means, they turn against blacks. And now it is. But whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Because uh, uh, black people uh, put uh, these uh, black people in office that's importing you know, Juan Valdez and his family. That's right. I don't disagree so with who that. Who fault is that? I, I guess it's I guess it's a democratic people and the and, and, and the idiots to keep voting for them and falling for their nonsense because that's who runs. That's the, what we the think we are, my brother. And I'm gonna tell you something. This past a week, I think it was last week, they was all over the, the media in Chicago bitching and moaning about putting all these illegals in their neighborhoods. This is the middle class black. Yeah, but see, here's there ain't no more room in the ghetto. But I can tell you uh-huh. what's going to happen. <clears throat> They're going to do something that's going to trigger what's been triggered here for a long time. But, Rob, I remember specifically telling people when I would leave the state of California, when I go, man, look, y'all do not get involved with these Mexicans. Protect your neighborhoods and this and that. And the only thing they could tell me is how cool they was with the Latinos and how they wanted to fuck a Latina and how fat they asses was. This is all you get. Niggas always want to trade sex. For real stuff, for real things we need, for protecting our yeah. neighborhoods. So, well, again, I can't argue with you, my brother, because I see the same thing here. All right. Well, now, they I got don't it have, bad in New York. Let a Puerto Rican. Now, I don't have, but wherever you find the them in us, if they ain't there, guess what? It's gonna be the white people. If it ain't the white people, guess what? It's going to be the Asians, because people are tribal. I don't care. Again, we the same way. We call ourselves disciples and and folks, Crips and Bloods. It's all yeah. tribal, man. That's the vast majority of people on the planet. Even when you leave this country, uh, Sunni and Shiite. Again, you brother, follow what I'm saying? I, I still rock with you. I don't agree with everything <laughs> you say no more. But you that's know, all when right. it comes to this type of shit, I'm kind of I'm dug in around this shit. 
And, uh, and you know what we're going to do? I love, I love we're going to break bread around the thing we don't. since about 2010, brother. So I'm going to keep rolling with you. Yes, sir. And I'm going to put it like this. If we all agree on 90% of where we want to go, we're going to break bread over the other 10%, and we're going to eat and mellow out until we come to an agreement on that other 10%. That's how I'm I saying. agree, brother. I agree. Y'all have a nice evening. So I, wanna, I just wanted I'm to address before, those before things. You go, before you go, I want to ask a question. Did the okay. uh, did the um, Mexicans or whatever the gangs is in California, did they take over the Crips and the uh, the other, whatever the other one was? What is it? The Crips no, Crips the blood. niggas refused to blood. give into that. Uh, and that's why we always been at war because the Armenians will pay taxes, the Asians will pay taxes, but black folks don't believe in that. So that's right. why we are staunch number one. Like, it don't matter if we are 9%, 10% of the city of L.A. Them niggas ain't paying no Mexicans, no taxes. They can forget that. Right. Okay. okay. We don't do that. And and you can go into a gang module, and it could be 50 Mexicans, and it could be 20 blacks. If it got to go down, it's going to go down. So but, that's just They the got an advantage, is. though. See, they got an advantage that we never had. They are being brought well, we here never used. and sponsored we by never the government. Our on them. So we the government is behind them. them. Well, huh? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. True, true. But we never used our numbers on them. I can remember in the city of L.A. when we outnumbered them in the early 80s. Okay? Yeah, same for Chicago. They would be out in other regions. Yeah, and we didn't, That's we didn't right. go in and just blatantly kill them and bomb them out of projects and shit that they do to us. That's right. But guess what? See, it, the uh, the other part is the ugly little truth is they tribal too. That Medellin, Sinaloa. Okay? The the Mexicans have always considered themselves white, and that's always rubbed that's right. a lot of the Latin community that's up south of the border in the wrong way. Always. The same goes for Peru. Uh, not Peru. Chile, not Chile. You mentioned earlier. You mentioned Farrakhan earlier. I don't think yeah. the brother. I don't think brother uh, uh, Elijah Muhammad would have been this cowardly and not have taken a stand on this issue. It, 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 it wasn't a reference to the minister. Yeah, this dude is a Caribbean, and he is loyal to that, and you know, but he's always made his bones here. So why is he so loyal to that thing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't criticize the minister today because of his advanced I age, know that. So. I heard you say it, but I do, yeah. and I don't. I think it's Dianetics is shit. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the the, the nation. I, I don't believe there will be a leader once he passes. I think it's just going to be a a group of mosques loosely run under the name Nation of Islam. I don't think they'll go for one leader again ever after this. So anyway, uh, I, I, got I mean, another, I got I got another question. So with all okay. of these Mexicans and people coming over here, you know, they say in the millions. So we don't know what's going on. Now, do you think that they will outnumber the Crips in the blood and be able to take? They already over do. Because of, okay, you, you got about thirty-five thousand Crips in LA. And about thirty thousand mm-hmm. bloods, but you got about a hundred and twenty thousand Mexican gang members. 
You're they right. Already that's that's what I was asking. That's what I was asking. Have they taken over? Been, the yeah, as far as them numbers, yeah, they've been since the mid nineties. They've all they've outnumbered us in the streets as far as that goes. And but, they, but so they that means they ruling then, right? You saying mm. that the really well, like United that. States government, Bear? They, they got a they sponsor. Okay. okay. So uh, that's yeah, what I we were talking about Robbie earlier. How come they ain't riding up and down on the ales and, and can't own homeless? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, they let them come here, Bev, and they'll take a city like the city of Cudahy or Bell, and they'll become mm-hmm. the majority, and they will disband the parking enforcement. They will uh, get their tickets thrown out of court for parking violations. The judges oh, work okay. on behalf of them. The politicians work on behalf. See what I'm saying? That's right. Uh, Black and brown. They do all kind of shit to make sure they people are A-OK. Black I got and into brown. an accident with one, and the police tried to jump on me uh, about having an accident with one. And then a white one and a black female showed up, and the white boy was the sergeant. He said, hold on. Y'all get away from him. I'm talking to him. And took over. He said, man, mm-hmm. what happened? And I told him and I told his sisters, they said, man, go on about your business. Fuck this. Let me go. Black and brown. But that's what it took. Because you got to mm-hmm. understand, the police force worked for the Mexican people in, in, in L.A. They are all intertwined yep. with the gangbanging and the, and the racial uh, genocide. Yep. You had an officer okay. get on the stand in Compton and say he couldn't stand niggas. Mm-hmm. You know? So... And look, we do some of it too. Omar Bradley was the mayor of Compton. That is a powerful family, all blood. <laughs> yep. Everybody you knows. You talking about the former mayor? Yes. Tom Bradley. They are all powerful. Tom Bradley. Remember, he hired the po- the police department. He was hiring powerful as cops. Yes, but are you are you saying Tom Bradley? No, I'm talking about Omar Bradley. Look him up. Okay, I will do that. A, he, he was he was mayor in Compton back in the late '90s, I believe it was, going into the 2000s. Okay. So, so anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting ugly looks. Cause we tribal. Huh? That's what he did. What they did. What they were supposed to do. Everybody do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I hear you, bro. <laughs> but when it comes to us, it's black and brown. See, I, I ain't heard them so say much. brown and black. But brother, I just listened to Fox News tonight where Gavin Newsom say he don't black he don't back cash reparations of blacks, which didn't surprise me. But we had another nigga get on Fox News and say, This is a travesty. Uh we shouldn't be asking for no money. We need reparations in the form of education and this and that and and how is this going to make the illegal aliens and the Mexicans feel? It's just going to heighten racial tension. And I'm saying, who give a fuck about what a Mexican thinks or illegal aliens? Black and, black and brown. I mean, this nigga actually said that. That's why they put him on TV, bro. I no Mexican think every day. Okay. But I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. When it comes to reparations, I'm ambivalent. Because I told you they're going to tie so many strings to it, you think you're in the thread factory. But that don't mean I'm going to give up on it, brother. Oh, oh I'm if, with you. If our people had given up on not wanting to be free from slavery and abolishing Jim Crow, and we wouldn't have never got it done. So, Absolutely. You know, no question about it. I'm everybody just saying. Everybody for it, but everybody will benefit from it if it ever cracks. 
So. Yeah, all I'm saying is be be wary of Greeks bearing gifts. Yeah, I've been saying that from wow. day one. Nah, I don't They're think they're gonna tie all kind of stuff to that for. Hard for and deserve. Every and you know something else? Something in this country. Unlike everybody else that got reparations in this country, everywhere you go is different. In Everson, they want to give you a loan to buy a house. And that's not a, that's not reparations. And you got in, in Everson, they want you to use an Everson company to do the work. Yes. Yeah. Right. To keep the money right there among the people you that keep the money right there with the white companies. That's right. No, I'm well versed on so that. So these brother. people, man, they something else, man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but like I said, I'm getting well, bad. Well, thank you. Here, so thank let me get off this phone. Okay. Thanks. Thank excellent you comments, my in. brother. Excellent, thank excellent you. comments. Hotel and better love. Yeah. Hotel. Okay. Um, we're down to our last few minutes, and so we will be back tomorrow. And appreciate you, Dr. Robert X, and appreciate the listeners, the family, and uh, see you tomorrow. Absolutely. Hotel, family. Hotel, Bev. Better love. Hotel.
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 